last week on Lore Seekers. Figure out the sets that complement your class. It's always going to be a puzzle. So I would rather you, Cash, and every listener who is listening, and our entire community, everyone over the ESO fam hashtag, play what you love and spend the time, take the time to figure out what makes that work because that is what's going to keep you enjoying the game. That's what's going to keep you logging in every day. It's more than patch notes. It's more than your Twitter Twitter notifications. Oh, man, they like this screenshot of me. No, 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 no. Let's focus in on the microscope here, and that is what is it that you like? Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Lore Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and Cash. Oh my god! And Jay. Oh, and Jay. Ah. And Jay. <laughs> we should have edited that around. Oh, just had someone. NJ! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, look, here she comes. What can I get you, boys? You know what? I, I feel like Jay needs to take the lead here. Jay, Jay oh, what, oh. What's, your, what's your drink? So I'm I'm a man that needs a good caffeinated beverage every now and then. So uh, I'm going to go with a spiced central latte with a shot of uh, 2% moon sugar whiskey. Oh my gosh, that is oh, a Starbucks yeah. order. Yeah, I'm sophisticated. When, you are sophisticated. Lee... You're a high elf, aren't you? <laughs> no, 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 that's too, that's no, too much. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, Cash, what about you? What are you? What are you drinking, sweetheart? Oh, the very fine Colovian brandy, oh my please. Gosh. Disgusting. Uh, you know what? I like what Jay's. <laughs> I like what Jay's going with. So let's just go with two. Okay. It's coming right up. That's not what you told me earlier. I thought you were going to get your half-calf, double-decaf with a twist of lemon. With a twist of lemon? Ooh, light not a, foam. Not a freaking fucking drink. Not a really a umbrella. lemon guy, uh, but, you know, to, eat, to each their own. So, uh, yeah, Jay, we, we caught you on the street here, heading in the tavern. We thought, you know what, we'll just bring you in here. And quite frankly, we wanted to have you here for a long time. So welcome, my friend. Thank you, thank you. I, I'm super stoked to be here. This is this is super exciting. Uh, I saw the guys earlier. This is my first podcast ever got to do so We're i'm bursting his podcast just... bubble <laughs> I <see> cherry. <laughs> that's awesome so um how you guys doing you know we always jay at the every beginning of every episode we always start off with you what what how your week's been what you've been up to has it been busy for you i imagine it's been oh busy. yeah 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 every week's a busy week uh can't talk about what i'm doing yeah. uh but yeah. it's exciting <sighs> Uh, and yeah, just, just, you know, keeping things moving along, making some cool stuff. Sweet. That's all I can say. That and, you know, watching everything going on right now, just seeing how everyone's reacting to Dragonhold and, you know, just hoping everyone's enjoying it. So it's a very exciting week. Awesome. That's been exciting here on the forefront. I squee. (laughs) I squee a little bit because I'm really paying close attention to the things he's saying. He just said that what he's working on, he can't talk about, which means 
something's coming. You didn't waste any time, did you, Jay? You guys just jump right into it, don't you? Yeah. Always, always working on something. Oh, Rich is in chat, so I gotta watch what I say. No. Oh, <laughs> the boss man's here. <laughs> There's nothing in this drink. Rich. By the way, we it's have coffee. It's uh, just coffee. We have a new <laughs> nickname. We have a new nickname for uh, for Rich, and it's uh, it's Ritz Lambert. We're now gonna call you Ritz Lambert. What was the story on that again? There's really no story other than um, I do Ritz every day, and so do a lot of people that play the game. And I thought it'd be really fun to call him Ritz Lambert. So that's oh, okay. What it is. All right. Okay. So how's your right. week been? It looked like your arm's a little swollen. Did you did you did you get a little work done? Did you get an arm yeah, lift? Yeah, my arm is very swollen. Which which makes it very interesting that Rich is in chat because um, I have a new piece of ink, as you can see here on my arm, and uh, I'll post pictures of it so you guys can see it better, but I've had uh, about 16 hours in the chair, and I now have my dark Templar <laughs> on my arm. Yeah, Good finished off Lord. on my sleeve, so that super looks awesome. stoked. That's yeah, awesome, you. man. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh -huh. Well, my week has not been that eventful compared to you both, but I'm stoked to be here. I've been taking advantage of, full advantage of Witches, Witches Fest, um, Excuse me, that was a whiskey burp. Um, yeah, did you almost die? Did you hear that? What was that? Yeah, I did. Oh gosh, it's right in my throat. Um, Jay, are you? What are you? Are you leveling anything right now? What are you doing? Uh, so I have my. I made a stamplar. Oh. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, haven't had a chance to log in this week just because work's been busy. But uh, I'm actually trying to get back in so I can play through my content. Yeah. Uh, and, and do the witches fest stuff. So yeah. So that's. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I made a stamplar. I uh, just rolled up a necro not too long ago. Start messing with that. But yeah, paladins and templars are. That's my true love, man. So really, all right. I always go back to it. Yeah, yeah. So you're a holy man in the games, huh? Uh, holy classes. Uh, Would you regard like class. the templar as a holy yeah. class? You know, like a you know that there's a whole lore behind them and all that. I don't know if I'd say holy. I mean, I guess they use magic that's it's sun based magic, so it's more almost like its own elemental type, I guess. True, okay, there you go, yeah, yeah, okay, right so, on. I, yeah. like, I like that. He's going right along the lines of my dark Templar. Gosh, how's that warden going that uh, you dedicated yourself to? <laughs> Dude, really good. He's actually really, really good. I played him for the better part of the week, yeah. uh, going through a vast majority of the Witches Festival stuff. And um, I've run trials with him, bet dungeons with him, and he's putting out some good freaking DPS right now. So I'm super stoked on him. But, 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 <laughs> our friend Zynode just released his update to his off-balance Templar. So I'm definitely going to be... How long is this show going to be? Uh, well, definitely this... going to be diving into that this evening <laughs> to uh, to take a little look and yeah. see the changes that he's made, the updates that he's made on that off-balance Templar. Because I, I want to see where, where his deeps is at and how comfortable I feel. Because as much as I like the Magicka Warden, uh -huh. uh, there's a comfort level with my Templar. So... Why is that? But wardens, I'm telling you, they are. You got to work for it a little bit, but the DPS is there now. It's really freaking nice. Well, that's fun. Uh, yeah. I've been chugging along on that Sork. Still chugging along. I think I'm around 32, 33. I gotta tell you what, man. Midday, the past two days, getting into a battleground on low B PvP is like I'm trying to find a needle in a haystack, man. So I, <laughs> I finally got in one. And mind you, this guy is not at all for PvP which is my bread and butter anyway, normally. But anyway, you get in there, and you're not, you've got, you know, you're, like, leveling your tunes, 
picking certain skills because you want certain things for your end game. And you're just getting raffle stumped. Like, I'm looking for hard carries right now. I'm looking for hard carries. I will I will pay with Monopoly money for hard carries. <laughs> but uh, anyway, well, welcome everybody. Let's get started here. This is the Lord Seekers Podcast where we talk the Elder Scrolls Online. And we are your hosts, plus one tonight. It, uh, this is, what did I say, volume five? Yeah, episode 14. Uh, I'm Jibs. Welcome to the show. Joined by Cash. Hi. Yeah, you're Cash. a dick. Uh, oh, the, the more important one tonight, Jay's in the house. ESO zone lead and lead on Dragonhold. What's going on, buddy? Did we lose him? Did we lose him again? Oh, oh no. no. Did I drop out again? Oh, no. Got we you. We lost Hold him. On. We lost him. Hold on. We need a Templar. Can we get a Breath of Life, please? We need one Breath of Life. Breath of Life, Breath of Life, Breath of Life. Oh. Anyway. I yeah, blame. We'll give him a uh, Lambert says I blame his crappy headset. Wire scamps, dag nabbit, <laughs> says Mrs. Bond JJ, and she's right. Oh. Yep, yep. Right on. Okay. Yeah, Aramethius is here. What's up, buddy? Yeah, nice he is here. By the way, to everyone listening, we are streaming live on Twitch, and so our episode may sound a little bit different tonight. Come We're going to be pulling all the audio from the stream. Are you back? We got you? No? Yeah, no? here fighting right, the scamps. Back. You're back. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> all right, welcome back. So anyway, Jay, it's good to have you here, man. We're stoked to finally get you here with us. It has been... We've wanted you on this show since january and when we were in san fran your wife wonderful wife you have such a wonderful family love your family she's like just hold off just hold (laughs) off you don't want them yet trust me just hold off so we held off and now we see why with dragonhold yeah she was she was certainly specific in in what she said as well and i think the reason that we want because early on we early on in our show we struck up a friendship with you on twitter Mm-hmm. And which we so appreciate. It's like, it, you know, at that point when our show is brand new, we're just like grasping at anything. And then like you were just there and just gracious and friendly and, you know, saying that you're listening to our show. We're like, what? <laughs> so we were so stoked on that. And then we had the opportunity to um, to meet your wife in person. And for those of you that don't know, Jay's wife is Jess Folsom, who's the senior right. uh, community manager yep. for ESO. And super wonderful woman i know uh, uh jibs just mentioned it how awesome your family is and we've you know just through twitter and through the game have kind of gotten to know you guys a little bit and uh she she was saying just like jibs was saying she said just he's working on something that you guys will want to wait to have him on for so later in the year well here we are later in the year it's much later in the year and we're like let's do this this is what we do <laughs> it's time here we are uh, I, yeah i i'm super stoked to be here like i said and i want to thank you guys for just what you guys do the amount of work and effort you put into the show like so many of the devs listen to this show and just you guys do an amazing job you're always super positive and just we appreciate everything that you guys do and i I mean that sincerely i'm not kissing your butts uh just because i'm on the show now no please Uh, go on please go on. yeah no (laughs) but no it's just i 
the amount of work you guys put into this and just it, it's just and it's so well done um so just thank you very much for everything that you guys do man and we the dev team appreciate it so thank you that's yeah it means a lot we appreciate we really appreciate that thank you that's that cool. that does mean a lot from the bottom of our hearts because you know jibs and i put in a lot of effort into the show i think a lot of times i think it's effortless because we love what we're doing and we love to support what Zoss is doing, even through like the hard times, which honestly there hasn't really been very many hard <laughs> times. Somebody might like whine or complain about something here or there. Jibs and I just choose to take the more positive spin on it. And we've also chosen to absorb when people are like, you guys are fanboys. Like seriously, like shut up. We really don't care what you <laughs> think anyway. But that's just kind of the stance that we chose to take because I think we have grasped the fact that you guys have families. You love this game just as much as we do because it's not only something that these devs play and invest in, it's their livelihood. So we're trying to understand that, um, which is why I think we choose to take a more positive spin on some of the things that are less popular that are happening out there. It's like, just shut up and roll with it, people. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. You guys, just like I said, you do a kick-ass job uh, and say ass, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, right, right. Uh, you know what? We've waited right. so long that you can say whatever you want. Cash has some bleeps ready. We're good. We're good. <laughs> You're fine. Right. Oh, cool, man. Cool. Well, anyway, thank you so much for hanging out with us. For everyone who's listening, Jay, has chosen to stay the entire episode so this should be fun we're going to interview jay later but uh i'm sure whatever happens along the way is going to be fun too so i'm looking forward to this but uh anyway if you listen to last week's episode we talked the witches festival and uh we took your first impressions of Dragonhold, highlighted Dragonhold patch notes and buddy was that a discussion that's for sure uh and then we got a lore lesson tonight oh oh why do you do this to me you always because post this stuff at the last second, so I don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You want to tell them what we're doing? It's still Halloweeny. It is. So we got to talk Halloweeny stuff. Yeah, well, tell them. We're doing a lore lesson tonight on the first vampire, and if you don't know who that person is, I'm going to put a little disclaimer before we start it because it gets a little effing dark. So there's that. A little bit. A, a little, little bit. A little. Just, just, there might be some triggers in there that we don't want to yeah. jack anybody up on. So. Yeah, just FYI, it gets gnarly. So there's yeah. that. Uh, this week on the show, we're answering your fan mail. You know what? Jay's going to jump in on fan mail, too, this week. This should be fun. I, I, I will, yeah. There you go. Uh, completing a lore lesson. On, wait, no. The, the, you, you wrote the It's fr- no problem if you type it twice, because everybody knows Ron Burgundy will anything on the effing teleprompter. Solid work. Damn it! You wrote the wrong thing. Uh, later, yeah, later we're uh, we're doing. I literally will. It's sad. It's really sad. Go after sad. yourself, Tamriel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we get started, um, this week is a very special week to Cash and I. This comes around once a year. We are big supporters, and we've done this for years. We love to help raise money with Extra Life. Cash, when's that happening? Extra Life is happening this Saturday. November the 2nd. So if you're downloading the show on Friday, take a freaking nap right now and then turn the stream on at 9 a.m. PST, 12 p.m. EST, 
to watch Jibs and I try and stay awake for oh 18 hours, goodness. 24 hours, 16 Ooh. hours. <laughs> I love we're doing this. For eight hours. I hate, <laughs> yeah, let's try. Can we go like an eight and a half? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, um, yeah. I'm going to be coming straight off of uh, 48 hours of work, so this will be super fun, and um, I'm really excited. But anyway, we're playing ESO exclusively all day. We have uh, giveaways in two-hour blocks. We're going to be running dungeons, dolmens, public dungeons. We've got trials in the evening, battleground. We got, we're doing pretty much everything and going to be do, doing a metric crap ton of Witches Festival stuff. Especially now that it's extended. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about that now or should we, do you want to do, do fan mail now? Go. Well, it's just a really quick announcement, but I don't have the. I don't either. Do. You know, oh, wait, no, I got it right here. Let me just read this yeah. real quick. So this was recently released uh, today. Jay, I don't know if you can comment on this or not. I didn't even ask you. This just kind of happened. Um, so anyway, there's been some server issues going on. You know, just a lot of things happening behind the scenes. And they put out this update today. It's weird when I say they, when I know you're sitting right here, Jay. But anyway. Um, he is What they. do you mean they? <laughs> <laughs> so here's the quote. Thanks again for your patience during the last few days. We know the frequent instability and downtime was extremely aggravating. And as we mentioned before, we were just as frustrated as you. Now, after a number of fixes, our database clusters are no longer becoming overloaded and the activity finder appears to be working as it should. Scamps. That said, <laughs> we know there are still some remaining issues queuing for battlegrounds and are actively working on getting these fixed. I'm glad that that's that was addressed because I honestly wondered um, if that was a problem that was happening. So that's that's good to see. Um, due to the recent instability of the servers, we've decided to extend the Witches Festival by one week on all platforms, so everyone can still. Yes. <laughs> Dream has come true. We love the Witches Fest, Jay. That's like our jam. Uh, I, I get it. I'm a big fan of Halloween, so yeah, oh, that's awesome. I get it. I get it. That's yeah, yeah, get yeah. It. Absolutely. So this means the event will now end on November 11th at 10 a.m. EST. All aspects of the in-game event will be available, including double XP, event tickets, plunder skulls, and collectibles. It's also fourth or worth mentioning, excuse me, we were able to implement all the current hotfixes to the console build currently in certification. So, the issues seen from the past weeks shouldn't occur once update 24 launches on Xbox One and PS4 next week. That's awesome. Thanks they again. They got for, all the scamps. That's right. Thanks again for <laughs> sticking with us while we worked out while we worked everything out and enjoy the extended event. Well done, team. <sighs> well done. I, yeah. I can't speak to it formally because it's not sure. really my department, but Absolutely. I will say definitely a big thank you to just the men and women who have been working around the clock to get that uh, work. And I know like something they took very seriously. Uh, and there's a lot of people working a lot of hours to make sure that they could get things up and running and fixed for people. So, uh, you know, mucho yeah. respect to, to everyone on the, on the team that, that was working through that. Um, so Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you said that because that was over a weekend. Yeah. And yep. that was something that Jibs and I had talked about when um, yep. when all that stuff was happening. It was, I think it was Friday night? Friday night or Saturday night. I was playing and we were just, you know, dungeon after dungeon doing all We were having a blast. And then all of a sudden it just everything <laughs> like slowed down. 
and I was watching that Ouroboros logo just go like that for like 10 minutes and I'm going what in the hell is happening so I ended up you know we we just kind of muddled through it I ended up just logging out so I was like they're just having major problems over the next 24 hours there was a hot fix and everything for the most part once they took down the um the group finder once that was down everything seemed to be working fine but it was over the weekend so yeah. jibs and i had, talk, had talked and like you know what these folks are working during their family time and that kind of hit us because we're like we know exactly how that feels that sucks so anyway yep it is, it is much appreciated those fixes that went out and everything to at least make everything playable and um you know we certainly understand what happens when you put out a patch a large patch like this <laughs> and see it's so. instances like this where i'm glad it comes out on pc first because then it can be i feel like it's easier to address you don't have the certifications you have to wait through you know it's times like because then look console's going to get a good release console's not going to have this yeah. problem you know so that's good. So yeah, anyway, we're excited. Oh yeah, heck yeah! I bet you are. I bet you're just as excited now as you were with PC. You've got a whole nother it platform. It's, it's it's a whole new wave of people. It's a yeah. whole new wave of folks coming in and get to experience everything the first time. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a whole new wave of interactions on your Twitter feed. <laughs> Lots of retweets ready to go. Lots so. of retweets. Yep. There you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, he's back. Yeah. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. I just want to give you a hug. What? Why do you always reject me? Dude, what? I don't know. Did you see the way he looked at you? I know. He he kind of had, like, he motioned like he had a dagger in his his waist area. You know, like he had, he's packing heat. He had, oh, he was packing heat. (laughs) I think he's into you. (laughs) I think he's really into you. I'm going to drink another sip of this whiskey. Maybe that's his problem. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, it's that time for the mailbag segment. You write to us, and we answer it live here on the show. And tonight, for those of you who wrote in, well, kudos to you because Jay's here. And if Jay's going to talk about anything, he's going to answer help answer as well. So here we go. First one mm-hmm. is from Shane. We got an email here. <laughs> Chat's reacting to you, Cash. <laughs> Greetings, friend. <laughs> so I have to say... <laughs> I have to say the dragons flying around Tamriel are giving me an itch that needs to be scratched. Ooh, I cannot like wait to get the chance to chase them down and battle them. I'd like to see dragons becoming something like dolmens. Agree or disagree? Or possibly make like events out of it, special dragons with a story behind each one. I'd love to hear your opinion. Now, granted, Jay, mm. before you say anything tonight, I know that this is not at all... What we sent to you. I do not expect you to answer any of this. You can say whoa, no whoa. comment as Pump much as you brakes. want. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Oh, he's pushing. Look at him. He's going to. He's going to. him to give us every. Give us a little taste of the glory. Hi, this is the Lore Seekers podcast with exclusive <laughs> footage from Jay. This is like Groundhog Day. I'm listening to mm. <laughs> Ugh. All right. So anyway, dragons is Dolman. Cash, yes or no? Uh, well, first of all, Shane, thank you very much for the email. I I actually already believe that dragons are kind of like dolmens in elsewhere. Yeah. Right. That'd be like, fair. Dragons up. Yeah. Everybody's shouting it out. Blah blah yeah, blah. It's a world event. 
yeah, it's a world event. So now would I like to see them in the rest of Tamriel? Yes, but not as much as in elsewhere. Because right now with this, with the current storyline, it makes sense that there's a ton of dragons in elsewhere. So to see the dragons that are flying over in other areas and everything, that's cool. Maybe every once in a while, it would be awesome. And here's where I kind of segue into possibly make events out of it or a story behind each one. I would love to see. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I've, already, I've said it before. Jibs is like, oh, my God, here we go again. It's actually a good idea. So please continue. Ah, OK. I am going to say I would absolutely love to see like true takes a million players to kill them world boss <laughs> one million players one million players <laughs> no but like uh yeah i mean rem remember the old 40 man raids in that other game that other one right mm -hmm. the yeah, game yeah, looks yeah. like peepees yeah. so that would be awesome to see you know because now it's like you get maybe i don't know you get 10 solid players something aroundish there they can take down a dragon no problem even though the newer dragons are freaking the mechanics are buffed. awesome yeah oh man <laughs> it takes so many more one shots now, oh yeah which is hilarious <laughs> but i would really love to see a true world boss event where when this thing lands i don't even care if it's a dragon or not if it's it could be anything it could be a freaking slowed on the southern coast it could you know be <laughs> Anything. Yeah. It could be a Kraken yes. in the middle of can the we, ocean. <laughs> can we get that for April Fools? Just Stuga it's, shows up and she's indestructible. Stuga just flies <laughs> down. Have her replace the dragons for a day. and she She's the boss you fight. Yeah, oh. Jay, she's already indestructible because we've tried. We've tried numerous times to kill her. So, so here, here's here's a here's a, a kind of a funny thing that we're going to follow up on a little bit later. It could be a kraken in the middle of the freaking ocean that shows up every once in a while. Don't worry, Jay. We'll get to the sea content anyway. <laughs> once, once these things hit, and it might be once a day in the entire realm of Tamriel. It might be twice a week true world bosses that when they show up it is an event and that would be with a story behind the boss and why they're there and it takes a crap ton of players to coordinate and bring it down that would be the ultimate pun intended the ultimate the ultimate I'm purposely not gonna okay. call this up i want to see what jay does with Chris uh, and Chad. I'm, I'm noting this this is this oh, okay. is good info like All this right. is you know I yeah, it's. it's Let's it's watch not, what he does. I have it's looked, not a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> all right, there you go. Boom. Yeah, I I like it. I I like when a ton of people you know all have to band together to to bring down a, a giant foe. So I get it, get it. I can appreciate that. Yeah, you know, it's kind of to go off what Cash said <laughs> in regards to Dolmens. Um, I guess my take on it would be, first off, I don't want to you know. I mean, Cash, everything you just said was more than enough, and I could stop there because I, I love that idea. I love the fact of bringing back that old, like, classic MMO, like, massive boss. We need all the summon all the help, you know, yes. send all the couriers out to get help, all that. I love that idea. Um, that being said, I think I like the way dragons are done now simply because it feels a little more um, randomized to an extent. So, like, with dolmens, you know, you're constantly making that loop. 
You know, you go out to Alakir, mm -hmm. what are you doing? You're making the loot, right? Whereas, you know, with elsewhere, it feels, I mean, we know where they're going to spawn, but it's just, it feels like it's a little more dynamic in a sense, if, if that yeah. makes if that makes sense. And so it's just, I think if it was a stable loop where you're just looping dragons, it totally lessened the feel to me of just the randomness and the awe that the dragons, like, put off because anytime you run up to these dragons I'll never forget Cash you were there I remember when Cash heard his first Foost Roda from one of the dragons and on top of that we run up to I him because we're, <laughs> we're like I we're, literally had a kitten <laughs> we're gonna check out of this my thing out. yeah yeah <laughs> that's what happened we walked up to it and then I, I'll never forget you know just this massive dragon's head just turns and stares at you and just these eyes there's just something about that you know that mystique and yeah. that just that power that they put off, I would hate for that to get lost in a dolmen loop. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're just doing it over and over. It just becomes mundane after a while. So yeah, right. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite things we did uh, we did media playthroughs not too long ago when we were previewing Dragon Hole, mm -hmm. and we would bring like these, these poor like people give it like interviewing us and asking us questions, and I was like, "There's something I want to show you." And I'd bring him up and I'd be like, just stand here. And a dragon would land. And they're like, what's happening? <laughs> just kill him instantly. And I was like, and that's our dragons. Like, that was amazing. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Shock I think all. the first I think the first time um, I went into Sunspire and um I watched the tank. Because you know, like on that on that first boss, the tank can kind of run around the edge and go to where his position's gonna be, like on the left side of the dragon. So I watched that whole thing happen, and that dragon just watched him, and his head went like this, and watched him walk all the way across, and I just went, <gasps> crap. And oh, then, yeah. like, you're sitting there strategizing with all the rest of your, all the rest of the knuckleheads, you know, right on the edge, and you're talking about what you know, the tank's gonna do this, and the healer's gonna stand here. We have a 2% chance this time. <laughs> yeah, there's an ice yeah. More dots. More dots. Dots. More dots. More dots. <laughs> you're doing all this stuff, talking, and the dragon just goes, boring. <laughs> freaking getting tired of you people. That is amazing. We need more of that. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, we made a lot of improvements just from northern elsewhere to southern elsewhere with just the dragons. Just the fact that, you know, we want them to move around. If you actually watch them, they'll like, when they land, they'll walk around and just light the shit out of everything in the area. And they'll yeah. take right. off and go. So that was something that the team really worked on. It was just like, how do we make these things feel more alive? And then the epic like heavy metal music cue when you start fighting in the sky lights on fire oh fire yeah man and stuff. it's like my favorite thing ever i'm just like yeah this is amazing dead ah, cool See, like i love that you've added more dynamics to them too like if they land and nobody attacks them they pick right up and like f you guys i'm going someplace mm -hmm. else that's awesome and they'll take off and go someplace else and then you got to follow them to where they yeah. land again i love that it's it's fun, especially if you're just like walking around and all of a sudden you're like, someone was telling me earlier, they're like, I was doing this really emotional quest and there's like this sad ending and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I see a dragon fly over and Fusro Don and they were like, Holy oh, shit <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, Well then they're doing their job. So right. yeah, that, that team right. did an awesome job. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well Shane, thank you so much. Next up we got Sarah and she asks 
or says, Hello, lore seekers. My, my name is Cece. Oh, she put this in parentheses. Pronounced CC <laughs> for you, Jibs. Well, thank you, dear, very much. Well needed. Well needed. <laughs> I'm a fairly Thanks, new... Kiki. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would have said. That's exactly what I would have said. I know you listen to the show when you say stuff like that. I'm a fairly new follower of your podcast, but I love everything you've done as far as breaking down new uh, the lore, patch notes, and making it all easy to understand. I just finished your most recent episode, Lord Holojack, and I had a question I wanted to ask about quests. Having had the game for four years now, I've chewed my way through every quest aside from some in DLC areas. The other day, I was going through Southern Elsewhere, and I found a quest that really tugged at my heartstrings and brought tears to my eyes at the end. My question is this. Are there any quests that you've done that resonated with you? Really love your show. It helps me through long days at my job, and it helps me stay connected to the world of Elder Scrolls. Keep up the great work. Okay. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah, I appreciate it, and thank you, Cece, as well. Yes. Um, Jay, I want to start with you. Uh, are there wow. yeah are there any quests that, that you've have, written that you, <laughs> that you've written uh that resonate with you like that just stand out to you the most so i think there's two um two things that stand out to me just thinking about them from like the the writing standpoint uh and just kind of designing them and they're both in somerset because uh, I was heavily involved with Somerset, uh, I did the main quest. For anyone who doesn't know, alongside another yeah. designer, a designer Janet Priblo, and our lead writer Bill Slavisak, all awesome people do amazing work. Um, but I think the two that stick out to me the most—not particular quest, but more of the quest line—is we did. Uh, I don't know. Is, should we? We do spoilers for Somerset. We want to stay okay. away from that. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah, only no. been like 10 years. So I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah, you know, I feel like, you know, if you don't want to hear spoilers, skip that two minutes. Let's just do that. There you go. <laughs> uh, so the the first one is we did uh, kind of a story, I guess, story arc or story um, segment with some of the characters yeah. uh, that involved uh, a Sigic Order member named Dalsaren. Dal and oh, her yeah. husband, Lathan. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that we really wanted to do was kind of deliver this, I don't know, this dynamic, realistic approach to what would happen if this tragic thing happened to these two parents and how they would drift. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know, the enclosure here is heirs right now. Uh, they lose a child, and that causes them to go in very separate uh, directions and kind of end up coming back at the end of it to kind of uh, reconcile and, and talk about it. Yeah. Um, when we were designing that, that was something that uh, we had talked about and was one of the ideas I had thrown out. Um, and you always try to kind of step into a character's headspace when you're doing quests and writing for them. Right. Uh, and I was a fairly new father at the time. Oh, man. Um, I think my daughter was like two years old. So we were dealing with this really heavy kind of uh and you know you just you get wrapped up in it and you just you kind of all of a sudden feel for these fictional characters um but yeah that that one and just like the idea of them coming together and kind of forgiving each other at the end and, and realizing that hey we we're both in very different places because we lost our daughter right. uh, but we have to do this together um i that was one of my favorite things that i've gotten to do because it's just it's a very real thing and just i hopefully 
I hope we did it respectfully. Um, and I'm very proud of it though. Um, so that one always gets me a little bit just cause I'm a dad. Right. Uh, and then the, the other one isn't a quest, but a book I got to write, uh, at the very end of Somerset, there is a book at the end of the story that shows up at the top of the palace. It's, uh, by my favorite character I've got to do. It's called words of the fallen. Uh, and that was a book I got to write, uh, with Bill did the editing on it. And that was very much a goodbye oh. to this character. Um, and it was a goodbye to the players from that character. Uh, and you know, you, you get in it, you put on some like Sarah McLachlan and you know, you like start <laughs> listening to it, watch like sad animals oh, yeah. and stuff and you really get into it. Uh, and you know, by the end of it, you're crying on for it. No. Oh, yeah. Um, but but in a way that was it was weird because i was saying goodbye to a character i've worked on 10 oh, years yeah. now yeah um right. and a character that i've always been very very important to me um but it was it was it was saying goodbye in a way and you you step into that headspace and his headspace is a lot like mine because darian spoiler uh is very much me in a lot of ways uh, right. maybe not not that extreme but um but yeah so getting into that headspace and just writing that book it was just like i, I was just one of the things I've, I've been able to do so very proud that's awesome we we're gonna ask you a little bit more about the darian coming up here all right all right we'll a little something special <laughs> for you at the end here oh yeah 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 someone's want to know about that but um cash what are you thinking man so so i actually have a couple uh, um i'm gonna prop my feet up we're gonna be here a while. Oh my God. Okay, I'm gonna accentuate. Yeah. My F U. Okay. To you. Oh, Jim. okay. Yeah. All right. So there. F U. Oh. Anyway, all right. Uh, I'll make it quick. But there, there's a couple of quest lines that I really like. There's one in Rivenspire, where because of everything that's going on in Rivenspire, no spoilers, but it's only friggin'. Um. <laughs> um. There is some incredibly terrible stuff going on in Rivenspire that is wiping out all of a lot of the towns. Anyway, there's a quest line. There's a quest called Dearly Departed. It's in one of the side quests that you can do where an entire family is, for the most part, decimated. So in this particular quest, it's at the very end of this whole quest line where you're trying to help this family. But a lot of the people are being attacked and turned into vampires. Anyway, long story short, you have to help this family bury their deceased family members and like kind of sit through the eulogies and stuff that they talk through. It's really freaking sad. Like they lose their parents <laughs> and the whole bit. It's like, oh, what did I do? Am I doing the right thing? I just don't know. So anyway, it's called The Dearly Departed. It's in Rivenspire. That one really got to me. Another one that I really like, and I can't remember the name of what this quest is, but I know that we covered this particular character in our Dragon Guard lesson when we talked about the ancient Dragon Guard. There's one of the, uh, one of the, you can find her in Cyrodiil. I think she's in the sewers. Mm -hmm. She is a, one of the last Dragon Guard characters. Yep. But she's very, very eccentric. And you can tell that quite possibly when you're talking to her that she may have some kind of a social anxiety. That one got to me because it's like, you know what? 
the developers are putting in quests that are actually touching on things in our modern world, like social anxiety, which a lot of gamers have. Yeah. So that one just, boom, it really resonated with me. Went, these folks get it. I was super <laughs> stoked on that. So I don't know if you have any insight to that quest or not. I wish I remembered that quest line, but that particular uh, character was awesome. It was the Drake of Blades. Yes, um, I believe it. it was her name. Yeah, um, that was. I don't remember the designer, but our lore master Lehman Tuttle was the writer on that. Um, and I God know he put a little, Yeah, he's an awesome writer. Um, also did the Clockwork City main story, um, but um, he put a lot of care and detail into that character. Um, he did a lot of research and talked to a lot of people about um, how to properly portray a character like that and kind of. Wow. Um, you know how they talk and things like that like you know we take that stuff very seriously we want to make sure that when we're portraying a person um that may have something like that um or you know speak the talk a certain way that we're we're doing it right and not doing any injustice so that's something that's super important to us so um yeah he'll he'll love to hear that so I'll pass that yeah oh my god so it, that that's my whole point to this and thank you for that insight on that because that's what I'm talking about, friends. Like, that is what this development team is doing. You just have to find those parallels. If you can take your time, that's why I say don't space bar through this crap. Don't <laughs> do that. And Rich you called it out. Yeah, Draco Blades uh, is uh, Aspie, so she has Asperger's. Oh, there you so, go. There you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah. Oh, my God. I freaking love this game. I love the detail. Love yeah, and you really... For any new player, if they really take the time to quest, I feel like it's the the personalities in these characters that just stand out to you and really grab a hold of you. And, you know, with uh, Rich confirming that in chat too, you know, Asperger's, I mean, you, it makes sense because you see it. You see it in these characters and you see that these characters may be different than, than other characters and why they stand out, why they're different, and they have these whole backstories. And it just, I feel like... And compared to other MMOs, and I don't know, maybe it's because we do a show, or maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's because it, you know it really does connect with us. It's just that it just feels like it hits you that much more with these characters, you know. Like and talking about the whole storyline, Jay, that you were referencing in Somerset, I remember mm -hmm. doing that quest line, and I'll be honest, that hit sucker punched me right in the nuts. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was wasn't aiming for the nuts, but I mean, oh, man, you're on my knees, dude. It's all sad. That that quest was rough. It was rough, and as a parent, absolutely, it makes it that yeah. much harder because yeah, you know, you have this love and connection with a child that only a parent would know. You know, and, and just losing that, you feel for these characters. You know, your heart breaked for them, and I thought, my God, this is just an MMO, and it feels so <laughs> real. Like, I don't want to get dark, but in my line of work, I've oh, yeah. seen yeah. my fair share of that. And it is, it's, it does, I have so many freaking triggers, my friends, like so many triggers that will just make me glassy eyed. Oh, for yeah. Sure. Yeah. And that was, that was really a moment where it's like, this is a real life thing that's showing up in this game. But it just goes to show that there are so many emotional ties in some of these stories. Don't freaking space bar through this. I just have to mention <laughs> this too right now because I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. T the Khajiit's in our chat. 
Hey, T. Hi, T. I, I thought I, I have a sticker from her when she visited us at some point, and I think someone stole it. So. <laughs> oh, st they had <laughs> they're a, in high uh, demand. Steal it back. The stickers are, are uh, high. Their, so. their Thieves Guild was uh, level 10. So, you know, <laughs> not much either. Anyway, uh, wow. Good question. Thanks so much, Sarah. And finally, we got one from, I think I'm saying this right, because the, the voicemail is a little hard to hear, but this one is from Skirty on customizations. Let's take a listen. Hi, guys. This is Skirty. Uh, giving me a call back. Let's see about a couple things. And I uh, wanted to pose a question to you guys. Um, having played ESO for a while, I've seen a lot of additional customizations customization in the options come through form of outfit station housing um the unique weapon styles um outfits versus motifs you know a plethora of motifs now um i guess i've got two questions two, two parts one it'd be really cool maybe you guys hosted a uh, eso fashion contest for lack of a better term and then did some of the Winners on your stream maybe had a way to post on your forums or in Discord or something and have people post up their different uh, character ideas. Maybe just something themed. That'd be kind of fun. But another question really was, if you um, were asked by Rich Lambert, what element of the game you would want to be customizable next? Oh. As far as collectible items or ways you can customize something, for example, maybe a mount, um, or I customize the way a mount may look on top of it as far as like the you know, the upgrades they get or maybe the ability to have sort of like a portable tent, like a mini house. Uh, you know, like a like campfires you have some other games, things like that, or you know, something else that you guys might think of. Aside from pirate ships of course. Um you guys um see what, you know, where the game may go next from that element of it. Thanks so much for everything you guys do. It's great to uh, listen to you guys on my way to work. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. All right. So, wow. Roger, roger, copy, copy. Right? Yep. <laughs> roger, roger. Yeah, heck yeah. Thanks, Skirty. Uh, wow. Um, Cash, do you want to take the lead? Why do you always throw me under the bus? <laughs> I don't know. I can take the lead. You want me to take the I'll lead? I'll take it. No, uh, I'll go. Yeah, of course. I know um, you want to. That's why. <laughs> So customizable, I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier that we we're going to... Yeah, I'd really love customizable ships. Jay, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> I, I, put the, uh, I put the party boat in. Whether, uh, you know, uh, if you want to go party on it, you can. So that's... Oh, that's funny. Ship, so. We'll get to that later. <laughs> I'm just priming the pump is what I'm doing uh, right uh -huh. now. Yeah, he's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, customizable. It would be really cool to be able to further, further. I really can't say outfit styles because Fashion Scrolls Online, Mr. Jibs, knows how quite customizable our outfits are. Oh, yeah. That's like the first thing that he does. Literally. He, character. he could give a crap <laughs> about stats. Or no, I don't give an F. We're going straight to the Anything else. As long as you look good. Yeah, right? Straight to Fashion Scrolls Online, and he makes himself look very pretty. He paints his nails. It's effing disgusting. Knows what's up. Well, maybe, you know, for I, those goth nights. Oh, my God. There you go. The true end game That's is right. the true. fashion. That's right. That's correct. That's the biggest That's raid boss right there, trying to make that damn outfit look good. Or when you craft and you do, then you do Ritz Lambert Online. That's what we do. <laughs> 
Anyway, mounts. I would really like to see customizable colors and uh, things just beyond stamina, health, and whatever the other one is. Capacity. Capacity, speed, capacity, yeah. I would really like to see more, like be able to put different colors and stuff into your mounts and pets. I think that would be really cool. Here's one of the reasons why I love the nature stuff and we're yet to get a green mix ad. So wow, there's, that's there's oddly that. specific. No, it's <laughs> totally specific, but I don't want that. There's so many other things that I want to ask for. So don't take that one straight to the developers. Don't do that. That's it. I have that's other your things. one. <laughs> you your I one. have other things on my <laughs> that are higher on my wall of crazy yeah. that we'll talk about later. So pay attention, Jack. <laughs> All right. I, I got my notebook. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly am just kidding. I don't expect that to happen, but <laughs> if you have a notebook, then make sure you have pencil Take some okay. notes, damn it. Right, take notes. <laughs> but no, that's it. I mean, that that's honestly my answer. It would be uh, more custom, customizable mounts and customizable with colors and such. So I'm going to get real elaborate. Oh. And it's okay. uh, I've talked about this numerous times on the show. But so that 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 time in the future, when this happens, when we get a tinkerer skill line, and somewhere along the lines, when we find the Dwemer's schematics, somewhere in the next ten years, Divine's willing. This game's you know still ticking ten years from now, uh, and we can customize our own Dwemer's things that we build. Yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like a robotics. Oh shop. man, that would be. Cause look, I said oh. this at the end of the day. The Dwemer disappeared. Doesn't mean the schematics did. Just saying. That's all I gotta say. You don't I have to respond, feel... Jay. Just nod. Just give me that little wink I in your eye. Know. That's, that's feel... interesting. Rich doesn't have to see it. Just look at me. All right. <laughs> Blink once. Wink once. <laughs> <laughs> look, and, and I, I I glance at chat and I see Rich and chat saying, "Mmm, barbecue." He's not even paying attention to what we're Dang it, Rich. <laughs> Ritz Lambert. Oh. oh my gosh. Well, anyway. Still on barbecuing. Right? I kind of think like that whole Dwemer thing, Jibs. Like, I know that that's your whole shtick, and that's totally cool. I'm on board with you 100%. But I kind of think that even Zoss, when it comes to anything Dwemer, oh, I think I they have to contact the mothership on that. I know. One. They got to <laughs> contact the mothership of AKA who? Who is God. it? Todd God Howard. Howard. Todd Howard. <laughs> I love Todd. Yeah. Anyway, well, thank you everyone so much for your voicemails, your emails. You can always call us 765-382-6961. Leave us your voicemail. Try to keep around a minute or less. And you know what? It might ju- it just might get played here on the podcast. Cash, I'm ready for this lore lesson. Oh, you are. Oh, my God. I was, like, typing chat. I was fully Hold on. Let me grab my giant candy bowl. Oh, my gosh. This is why whenever I'm like, I'm going on a diet, my workmate (laughs) here is like, hey, Jason, I brought in more candy. So what you're saying is to all our listeners, they need to send you a lot of Halloween candy in the mail just for shits and giggles. Yeah. And that's, that's like, not even it, right? Like, it's still going. So... So we're working toward oh. our interview with Jay, and he's going to be in diabetic uh, ketoacidosis. <laughs> uh, it's, that's rough. I can't even stretch without a Kit Kat in my hand. So oh, you know what? That's that's my life. Life it's happens, like, oh, man. Yeah. Life 
<laughs> happens. Oh. Hey. hey, Jay. Yeah. Watch your nuts. I'm about to summon a spell. <laughs> I almost sent you. Almost got you. Almost oh. got it. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, my friends, it is still the Hollowjack season. We're still rocking the Witches Festival. Why not talk about the first vampire in lore lesson number 79? Now, I will say this lore lesson gets rather dark and talks about some themes that may or may not bother or trigger some folks out there. So just be aware that there are some male slash female themes that are gnarly. No cussing. I won't do that, I promise. If I do, you'll get one of these. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the first vampire, my friends. Quote, Mother LeMay was the first of us. Molag Ball made her his unwilling bride and throughout her brought terror to the night. Through her, he created the vampire kin. She is the blood matron, mother to us all, unquote. That was written by Vorindil. He's an Altmer vampire who guides the player in ESO to the blood matron's crypt. He can be found in Evermore, Ralka, or Riften, depending on your faction. There's the opening, so you can kind of see where I'm headed with this, with these dark themes. Somebody was ravaged, and that somebody was LeMay Balefag. She's also known as LeMay Bal, or the Blood Matron. She was discovered in a comatose state in the wilds of Skyrim by a nomadic tribe native to the area. LeMay was wounded, and the tribe cared for her for a time, treating her wounds and trying to bring her out of a catatonic state. But the nomads had no idea what had transpired before they arrived at the wounded female's side. LeMay Balefag was a Nedic priestess in the service of Arke. Arke, as you know, is the lord of the Wheel of Time. LeMay, wandering the Skyrim wilderness, found herself cornered by a very angry Daedric Lord. You know that Daedric Lord well. His name is Molag Bal, and he stood before her. LeMay was brutally raped by Bal. Before he departed, he dripped a single drop of blood onto LeMay's brow, and he left her to die. Fun fact. The Needs were a race of men who existed throughout Cyrodiil, Hammerfell, and Skyrim, and Morrowind in the Marethic Era. The Imperial race can be tracked back to the Needic people after they bred with the incoming Atmorans. So as these Needs cared for LeMay, the nomadic healers began to notice something very strange about the mysterious female. The wounds that she had taken in her attack were healing much more rapidly than they can explain. They began to become scared and horrified. It soon appeared to the nomads that LeMay had died, so they built a pyre and placed Nemay's body atop it. But LeMay Balefag was not dead. She awoke as the nomads lit the pyre and realized what happened. LeMay became angered and disoriented. She went on the attack, murdering the women and the children in the camp. 
the men she brutally raped, which kind of don't know how that works. I don't. Um, I don't feel yeah, like I can fact. make a joke there, but I don't know how that works. I know this is super dark, but yeah, fun fact. So yeah. men have certain things got to be working. You know what I mean? Like certain things got to. Yep. Like, Certain valves got to open and close yeah, for it to happen. I'd, mm. So anyway, whatever. She ended up going on the offensive, killing the women and the children, and raping the men. I guess you can't really rape the willing, but whatever happened, happened. Anyway. So she got back at the men for doing what Moleg Ball had done to her. She was pissed. And like, I totally get it. So after her very brutal and continued offensive against the nomads, LeMay began to regain her senses and realize what she had done. She began to plead desperately to RK. But despite her prayers, RK or any of the divines never answered. So she was mad. She was scorned. Her entire life that she had dedicated in the service of the divines, particularly RK, was for naught. She cursed Molag Ball for what he had done to her. She renounced her loyalty to RK for not answering her pleas in her most desperate hour. LeMay would then launch herself into a world of darkness, much different than what she had been accustomed to in her life before. She began a campaign of evil, turning RK's followers into something otherworldly just to spite him. At the hands of Molag Ball, LeMay Balefag had become the first vampire of Tamriel. LeMay would later create a cult of vampires with the sole purpose of spreading hatred for both Arke and Molag Ball. Mother LeMay, as she would become, to known, uh, become known by her loyalists, whom she referred to as her children, would hold a vampiric rite for new initiates at the cult's headquarters in Cold Harbor. So during this initiation, known as the Rite of the Scion, vampires' minds would be filled with visions of LeMay's jaded and violent past. Symbols of Arke and Molag Ball would be profaned and destroyed while the initiates would be submerged in water and completely drained of their life's blood. Mother LeMay herself would then fill their bodies with her own blood, reviving and enhancing their powers and making them full members of her cult. LeMay Balefag. This is a fun fact. LeMay Balefag, the first vampire, was the original of the Lorezi, the Selenu, and the Rizath bloodlines of vampirism. These names are derived from the Nedic nomad tribesmen whom she raped. So being the first vampire created by Molag Ball, came known as the Daughter Cold Harbor, a tradition developed where Molag Ball worshipping cults would offer females to Molag Ball on his day of summoning. Although very few of these women would survive the ritual, the ones who did would emerge as pure-blooded vampires and subsequently called the Daughters of Cold Harbor. Now, this was not considered an act of violence by the, cult by the cultists, but the females would consider it an honor to not be rejected. During the first era, a prophecy was written by a snow elf by the name of Arch or Arch Curate 
Verther, that foretold, quote, the blood of Cold Harbor's daughter will blind the eye of the dragon. This is a reference to the tyranny of the sun. This was a prophecy written between three separate Elder Scrolls. The prophecy tells of a ritual that requires a daughter of Cold Harbor to be sacrificed and the bow of Ariel to be used to permanently purge the world of its sunlight, which would allow the vampires of Tamriel to move about unhindered. Now, it was told by the Archcurate Virther, who had created this prophet prophecy to spite Ariel, the reason this was done because he followed Ariel devoutly throughout his life, but after, after being afflicted by vampirism himself, Virther became betrayed by Ariel, and he vowed to sever his link between Mundus and the Aetherius. And the full story of this prophecy can be found in the Dawnguard questline in Elder Scrolls Dawnguard. Go play it, it's really freaking good. <laughs> So from an unspeakable act of violence by the father of vampires spawned one of the most terrible lines and creatures of the night in all of Tamriel. The mother of vampires fell from grace to become a scorched, scornful entity whose sole purpose became to inflict the unafflicted and to bring her vengeance upon the entire landscape of Nern. A quote from Mother LeMay during the ritual at her blood matron's crypt in Elder Scrolls Online. My beautiful abomination, how you shine in the dark. Now listen, I must warn you. Speak, and I will listen. Relish this new life I have given you. Feed and grow powerful. Find others of our kind. Form families and bring new children into the fold. That is by far one of the gnarliest <laughs> pieces of lore because of how incredibly wrong uh, it originates. Yeah, it's right. unsettling. It's uncomfortable. Um, it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. But so the result much. is what brings the vampires, and it's it, it's like you, you know you're sitting here, and you're like, how, where do I go with this? You know. You go to the tattoo shop and get a vampire tattoo. That's where you go. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, my goodness. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, you are you know, you pull a lot of Skyrim references out of that. And, um, yeah. you know, if you're a fan of lore, then particularly Elder Scrolls lore. One thing I appreciate about Elder Scrolls lore is that they, and follow me here because I, I don't want this to get misunderstood, they explore all the areas from the real world. So you pull in racism. You pull in, a, a, we talked about it earlier, a, a family who lost their daughter. What does that do to a, a, you know, a relationship? You pull in, you know, awful things such as rape as one of them, you know. That's awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. But it, it's there, and it's, it's things that are addressed, and you see the results of things that's explored in Elder Scrolls. And so for that, I, I'm I'm glad it's not shed away from. I'm glad it's like the things are addressed. You know what I mean? Does that make well? I'm yeah. It, it makes total sense. And we've talked about the parallels between Elder Scrolls lore and I mean, we could write a book on the parallels between Elder Scrolls lore and our modern world. 
in society and and the the atrocities and things that have happened i mean there's racial wars there's um there's disease flus epidemics crime terrible freaking people and terrible acts of violence which is which is this one you know and i mean that's something that does it hits home for a lot of people and i think that's why we mentioned that there could be some triggers in this particular lore lesson but this stuff exists in the game that we play because it's adult themed and i think in some ways don't don't get me wrong i don't think rape is awesome it's unbelievably terrible but the, the reason that this game gets me so much is because it's it's fantasy but there are a lot of parallels to reality in it and i think that that is a lot of the things that grab me the emotions of all the things that come with pulling that off in a game is what slurps me into this sport Jay, I don't know what you can address. And again, you know, this is not at all what we sent you. But, <laughs> but is it like well, we didn't send him the thing about rape. topic, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, is there anything you know behind the scenes you could say to like, hey, we address these things, we talk about these things, or you're not afraid to include these things? Like, is it is um, that like how's that how's that conversation go? It's it's one of those things that that lore has existed in Elder Scrolls for a really, really long time. Uh, I don't remember when that kind of came into the world, um, but it is, it's a it's a very sensitive topic. Um, right. And yeah, that it's hard um, because it is, it does address a lot of serious, uh, very cruel and horrible things uh, that these gods or demigods or, you know, danger princes right. are doing. And yeah. so, there's there's a fine line um, to balance, you know, when you're when you're talking about any stuff involving this type of thing. So, uh, you know, we we respect the lore. We look at it and see how how much do we actually want to pull that in because you know while it is a very serious and real topic, you know, is it something that we necessarily want to put in front of a player and make them, you know have to deal with such a very emotional possibly you know traumatizing thing um so it's something it's just there's a very fine balance uh whenever you're dealing with something like that so yeah um, that's always a tricky one uh yeah. you know because it is it's a very 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 serious subject and, absolutely uh, yeah like i said we always want to be very respectful um whenever we tackle anything like this right uh and and, and so yeah it's, it's finding that balance um it's, it's always because we we always say we're in a world of fantasy and elves right. and dragons and stuff, but we're trying to tell human stories. Yeah. Um, these are things that people can relate to, but yeah, sometimes you, there's topics, you know, it's like, okay, do, do we want to dive into that aspect of it? Cause it is a serious thing, you know, and when you're trying to enjoy and play a video you can have serious subjects and, you know, try to, like I said, balance that line. So. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense that you said that because you know we're we're in this fantasy world but we're telling human stories that like i was like oh my god <laughs> makes total sense and i think at least in this particular situation i'm glad that you guys balanced it out like she went back and she got some revenge <laughs> you know and although i still haven't figured out how a man just keep moving i'm not even gonna go there <laughs> i'm not gonna go there but she even the score which 
I think is fantastic. I truly do. Yeah, I was like, okay, she she got them back. It's like one of those them dirty hobbits. It's like well, it's like one of those stories you read. And you're like, wow, that was gnarly. All right, what's next? You know, yeah, sorry. You, you, you turn the page and you're like, wow, what's what's next? What's the next lore? But it, I don't know. I'll it's try and there. Find something darker. I mean, well, I mean, look, like, and, and we'll move on from this. But it's just one of those things where it's just like, look, it's there. It happened, and it's a part of lore. Whether you know, however you feel about it, it's just about how you address it. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that um, I'm glad that the lore was honored. Um, at the same time, it, the way that it's produced and the way that it's portrayed in Elder Scrolls Online, I appreciate. Uh, but dang, that was dark and gnarly. I thought you were going to say, but dang, don't ever do that again, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Oh. This is why every female in Tamriel should know Krav Maga. This is why. Oh, my gosh. All right, my friends. Well, it's that time. We are going to talk to Jay. But before we do, we have a message about Extra Life. Take a listen. Hey, guys. Jibs here from the show. Just going to pop in here real quick before we uh, sit down and talk with Jason about Dragonhold. I want to tell you something that's extremely important to Cash and I, and that's Extra Life Week. And that's happening this weekend, November 2nd, starting at 12 p.m. EST, 9 a.m. Pacific, over at twitch.tv slash Podcast. This is an incredibly important day to us because it means a lot to us to raise money to help uh, kids, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals through Extra Life. So please come. We're asking you to come, watch the stream, donate if you can, help us raise money for these kids. It means the world to Cash and I. And maybe you can't donate, but you can watch. We appreciate it. And if you can't even be there all day, keep the stream up. We want people to see this. We want as many people to see this as possible. Thank you so much. And uh, dilly dilly, my friends. All right, well, Jason, it's your time, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get started, I have been told from a certain Michelle that goes first by Coco that there is some kind of story that you could tell us about yours and Jess's love story and how Darian and Naryu came to be. Is there anything you could say to that? Um, Again, not in the question sent, so it's fine if you say no comment. Yeah, no. (laughs) I'm going to come home and Jess is going to... What? No, so yeah, I I guess I kind of give us some background to that. so Jess and I met years and years ago, and it's funny because you can ask about how he met his wife too. Very similar. Um, we were playing a game called EverQuest. Oh, uh, for yeah. We used to play the old school MMOs. Uh, and I was playing a character uh, at the time who was a, hey, uh, he was a half-elf paladin. Uh, surprise, surprise. And <laughs> his name was not Darian, because uh, that name was actually taken. Uh, but he was very much, he was played that way or role played that way. Like I had a whole backstory. So basically I was, you know, this holy knight type of guy who really just wanted to flirt with all the ladies. Um, and you know, that, that was, this was a long time ago. I was, I think I was still in high school, 
Uh, Look at you the, go. The, yeah, it's going back. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to play this awesome guy. He's going to be this heroic knight, and I'm going to flirt with the, the uh, you know, 3D pixel ladies. Um, but, you know, that was my that was me back in the day. So uh, and at the time, I was playing, and I was looking for a dungeon uh, because there was no looking for group type of thing back then. It was all manual. You basically went and sat in front of a dungeon, and you were like, hey, want to party with me uh and i was i was walking around trying to get a group and, and paladins weren't very good at the time uh and i was just basically throwing out really cheesy like one-liners <laughs> to everyone while in character well, they were really really bad and now yeah. i understand why like no one was inviting me and all of a sudden this dark elf who this dark elf rogue who's sitting in the corner with her group named naryu uh, messages me and she's like, okay, you need to join her. Like, I can't, I think it was like pity or, and she was just like, all right, we need to stop this. This is horrible. Like, please come <laughs> join us. Uh, and oh. turns out that was, that was Jess's character. She played a, uh, a dark elf rogue. Right. And we got to know each other, uh, through EverQuest at the time. And, uh, we played a bunch of games. We gave really close friends and then we actually lost contact for a little bit um and this is embarrassing um the girl i was dating at the time decided to to fan art and i had a character name that i used through all, with all my characters and just saw that and she was like oh i know that guy is this the same guy and it was for world of warcraft and it was one of the first fan art pieces that they featured on their site and she was like oh I know who this is because oh, we had kind of fallen out of, of touch for a couple of years. And so she messages me on my guild form. She's like, Hey, are you Jason? Is this... And I'm like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? Right. Um, so, you know, one thing led to another, I, the, I'm not going to get into the personal stuff, but, right. uh, right, right. we ended up, uh, playing a bunch of wow together, uh, ended up talking online, uh, ended up moving up with her uh, i lived in south florida at the time she was in washington state right uh, which is a beautiful drive by the way if you ever want to do like a drive cross country good enough that's a um, long way <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah so that was how we met but um that kind of originated into the characters darian and Naryu. um we took kind of when i made those characters and these were some of the first characters i ever got to make that kind of stuck around um, Darian was always based on my D and D character, right? I was the guy who was horrible stats, but his charisma was maxed out, right? right. He was like, I could fight, but I'll, I'll flirt with the succubus like that. That's going to happen. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's yeah. like they try to punch you in the face. I, you know, grin seductively and give big googly eyes and hope for the best. Uh, right. and that was always the character that, uh, you know, I kind of played. And so when we were, when we were making Darian um that was kind of i was like i want kind of something like this and uh you know we fleshed him out a lot more and there was a lot more to him um but that was always kind of the character i played and role played all my games so that was uh that was how he kind of came about and then we built his backstory and then but yeah naru is um was very much kind of how jess role played her character back in the day and that kind of gave us the basis of like when i was like all right i'm gonna make this character and get into the game i used a lot of the stuff and how she portrayed kind of the the sassy assassin and 
didn't give a crap about anyone else except for herself, except for like if you got close to her and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so you all have your uh, community manager to thank for the Naru character. So, um, which a lot of people wow. don't know about. Just to be clear, Darian is you, and Naru is your wife, Jess. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. And it's a shame, too, because like I've always wanted to. How can we bring these two characters together? Right. Um, but in a way, they've kind of they've built their own followings, and so I feel like I don't want to take that away from the players either. You know, everyone's like, right. Darian's my, you know, my husbando, and my and Nari's my <laughs> wife. Someone's right, as they said that chat actually. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, the the players have embraced, it, uh, and I love it. Like the fan art we get in the characters, just. Like one of the highlights of my career was when we did the blur trailer with Naryu in it. Um, oh yeah, that was just oh, mind blowing. Oh, I was yeah. like, "That's that's the character." Yeah, um, dude. So that it's yeah. just it was awesome. It was so awesome. And like, that was that was the trailer that brought me back to. So I was such. It was yeah, super well done. Oh, Absolutely it was amazing. Hundred percent. That that whole expansion, everything about it, the trailer and everything yeah. underneath it was amazing that's awesome <laughs> i didn't know that was a thing i didn't know that that's how you know everything went for you yeah it's awesome yeah it was uh but yeah i always say when people where do you get the inspiration i was like well these are actual characters that we kind of we had backstories for and they were different stuff but we've kind of you yeah. know we made it but um it's it's amazing how many people when they're making characters and stuff to put in the game they're like Hmm, I have a D&D buddy and he has this awesome character. I wonder if I can put him <laughs> in the game. And you know, you're like always like, yeah, all these, um, all these characters in this quest are all people I play D&D with. But uh, but it, it gives you a lot of inspiration to draw from. Because, you oh, know, yeah. Personally, you've gone on these fun adventures. And so uh, it's one of those things that translates fairly easily into bringing them into this type of setting. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing. That's really cool, man. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> awesome. And yeah, thank you very much for for sharing that. I'm sure some parts of that were were personal. But I I really want to give credit to Coco Michelle for saying that or for bringing that up to our attention because she <laughs> she said that she had heard that story at a con. I believe it was from Jess. Mm-hmm. She brought it up when we put out our community questions um, to ask you. So to hear from you, I think she got like the second perspective, and and I think the I think chat got a pretty good squee out of that. It was pretty cool. Yeah, Thank you. So, yeah, no, my my pleasure. That's awesome. So you know, not only we're we talking the history, you know, about your relationship and just how everything got started and how and and look, that's cool. Like at the end of the day, that's cool. That's a cool perk as a dev. You know, you can put your the things that happen to you in real life in the games. I think that's awesome, and. <laughs> So that being said, like, how did you get started in the gaming industry? Did you just wake up one day and like, hey, I want to make, I want to be a zone lead. I want to lead Elder Scrolls. So, no, I wish. <laughs> um, so I, I never went to college. Um, uh-huh. A lot of people think, you know, you get into game design, you go to game design school or do programming and stuff like that. But um i i lived in a place i lived in south florida and there wasn't a ton of game companies there when i was growing up so i just the idea of working in the game industry was like you know there's no way it'd be awesome but whatever i was doing it stuff um and then when i actually moved out to seattle i was like you know what i'm gonna go to school i'm gonna study game design i'm gonna do all this cool stuff 
And then I got out there and I looked at the prices and I was like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, this is it happening. Yeah, rethinking your <laughs> decision. Yeah, I was like, uh, no, maybe not. So yeah. um, it wasn't until like uh, we moved around a lot because Jess has been in the industry for a long time. And uh, she got a job down in Texas and we're like, okay, cool. Let's, let's go down to Texas. Um, and when we went down there, I managed to basically get a job in QA uh, for NCSoft. Uh-huh. And uh, I always laughed because I, I went in and I was like, I don't have any test experience professionally, but I beta tested MMOs for years and I brought them like a five page document of every game that I ever tested. Right. Uh, and they like, you're hired. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I started in testing. Um, I was actually uh, one of the lead testers on City of Heroes. Oh, look at you. Kind of a popular game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was kind of where I got my start, but that was just testing. Um, And then when I actually, um, things kind of went south down there and we moved up north and I was looking for a new thing. Uh, It was funny because when I moved up here, I actually applied for Bethesda, which is uh, down in Rockville, Maryland, very far from here. Right. Uh, And they're like, hey, you know, you have MMO experience. We may be doing this online thing up at this studio up north. You should go talk to them. I was like, okay, cool. Um, so I drove 82 miles and came up here and interviewed and got the job as uh, as a lead tester. Um, and for a year, I drove 164 miles five days a week. Wow. Uh, yeah, and it was through DC and Baltimore traffic, so that's about three and a half hours one way. Oh my, oh my gosh! <laughs> but I was committed. Um, I would also never recommend anyone ever do that again. I don't care what job it is. <laughs> Not uh, worth. <laughs> but I think they felt sorry for me because uh, they were like, "Okay, this guy, uh, you know, he's done a lot of work." I was the head tester for all like the content stuff. Um, and then I told one of the guys, I was like, yeah, I'd love to get into to design. And I actually, I think it like went up through Rich and right. a couple other folks. And they're like, yeah, throw something together. Um, I was like, cool, okay. And so I did testing for a year and then I got brought over into the actual design department, um, which was awesome. That was like my dream job that I didn't know I, I ever wanted. Right. Um, and I just had kind of worked my way up through testing and then been doing it for 10 years. And then this past year, um, they're like, Hey, you've been doing this a while. We need the lead. Uh, do you want to come in and kind of like manage a team and kind of take over from the high level and put the stuff together? And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. I think, <laughs> uh, Maybe. and you know, yeah, yeah. it was kind of, I was like, all right, let's go. Ah! I was like, all right, I'm back up. All right. I figured out what I'm doing now. Right. Um, but yeah, very, very different type of responsibilities but i still get to do a lot of the creation and design stuff i'm just not as intricately kind of in each part of it as i as i was before but yeah that's kind of how i got where i am now well that's awesome so like you know so your 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 time there has changed a little bit as far as what you do now so like what is a what does a typical day look like for Jason Barnes at Zenimax Online Studios? And we ask this for every single guest we have on here. <laughs> so what uh, is what does that day look like for you? Nowadays, it's a lot of coffee and a lot of meetings. Um, <laughs> you need one for the other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it depends on where we are in the process. Um, it's a lot of kind of just 
early on when we're figuring out like dragon holds a good example like when we're figuring out what are we doing it's a lot of like sitting in and writing ideas working with um our lead content designer who doesn't get enough credit the guy is in control of the entire content department and juggles so many different things uh jeremy sarah it just is awesome and he's kind of my boss uh, before and then rich is my boss above that but right um he works with us and we kind of pitch our ideas and we throw everything against the wall and he comes back and says nope that's poo poo let's you know let's do this or or sure. i like this and then we kind of work off of that uh, but there's a lot of writing design documents, a lot of story pitches, just back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and then once we finally get that through, we can actually bring it out to the team and kind of let them take parts of it and make it their own and everything. And then it just becomes a lot of reviewing, a lot of feedback. And then we're actually designing it. And um, you're just constantly reading stuff and reviewing stuff and talking to people and having meetings and going through it. And there's so much iteration here because everything we do we review like eight times just to make sure that it, it's to the quality level that we want. Right. Um, so that's kind of my day. A lot of reviewing, a lot of writing, um, and just meetings to go over and make sure the team is all on the same page and that they're delivering the, the product that we want to and telling the story that we want to. So um, it's it's been fun. It's been really fun. It's definitely uh, a new challenge. Like I said, this is the from the lead perspective this is brand new usually it was i would come in i had my assignment i would write my design document i would go in and i'd start just focusing in and working with the writer and just really honing in on what we were going to design um and now you just have to step back and you have to watch everything so, right um, it's, yep. it's a lot to handle but it's fun it's really fun it's that whole supervision thing where you have a certain span of control now and you have to kind of stop doing the hands-on stuff and just start letting your people thrive yeah yep and yeah. we still i still get in there and, and get my hands dirty stuff so there's there's some stuff in dragon guard that i got to do because i was like yeah I, I need to design i have to get in right. there and i have to do have some to of it that itch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. so yeah so i get to go in and i get to do a little bit of it um but yeah right. it's, it's definitely now I'm, I'm Papa Bear instead of one of the cubs. <laughs> That's, That's awesome, awesome man. man. Moving up, moving up. Yeah. <laughs> so Jay, uh, as Dragonhold itself as as DLC for Elder Scrolls Online, was that the first actual DLC that you've been lead on? And how have you felt that, that the experience creating this has been for you? Um, yeah, so it, it was my first... Um, first kind of job as the lead uh, of this zone was this was my very first one. I was actually um, helping out with the chapter of Northern Elsewhere when I switched over. Um, and then one of our designers, Tom Murphy, kind of took over for me and, and finished off the stuff I was working on. He did an amazing job. Um, he did the finale and kind of end of the chapter quest line. Um, but it's, yeah, it's been different. Like, uh, you know, I touched on a little bit earlier of you're, you're taking such a Kind of step back and trying to view everything as a whole instead of just these small parts that you're responsible for and you always have to keep that in line we we make this joke uh that early on in development i think it's in one of the old mary dominion uh zones is we were we were figuring things out and there's like four areas where you walk up and the town's on fire and they're like help me help me there's someone you know they've captured all my people then save just like okay. that save them exactly like that. <laughs> and and you go and you save them and they're like thank you so much and then you go over to the next area 
and it's on fire and they're like help me help me there's people who are captured and you're like all right i feel like i'm in a time loop here let me do that and then there's like a little break and you're like okay cool that's fine and then you go to the next area and they're like hey guess what and you're like yeah yeah there's there's people captured all right i'll, I'll go i'll go get them I, I got it i got it don't even worry about it right um so those are the types of things that we have to watch out for. So we're always looking at, you know, what are the themes? What are the activities? What are the characters doing? Let's make sure we're not repeating things and having stuff right on top of each other. And it's just little things like that you like you don't even really think about until you see it. Um, and even like the small stuff like, hey, do we have enough resource nodes in this area? You know, can you go and get special type of fish in these ponds and stuff? So it's just, yeah, there's so much more just on a large like macro level of, of things that you're watching for um and at right. the same time you're still like tweaking the story and telling people hey we need to adjust this and this isn't flowing right and, um so yeah it's just it's it's a great experience when it all comes together and i don't think i ever realized when i was just a regular quest designer how much hard work and just like people busting their asses to get this done and then it's just a beautiful thing because it just all comes together at the end it's just like yeah Mwah absolutely yeah that and that part that actually parlays right into something else that we all want to know because it's it does turn into this beautiful thing and i think a lot of times that the, when the players out there and we're navigating all these new quests and whatever new piece of material there is or even the, the older stuff we don't realize the work that goes into it and when you really take the time to understand that it brings that's what really brings the beauty mm -hmm. out for me yeah so to kind of move into the next thing that we want to ask is that what part of Dragonhold, your baby what part of that are you most proud of uh so two parts i think um the story and the characters i think are a big one um i love the character i'm a story guy like or in our i should say i'm a, I'm a character guy when it comes to stories um i always want to make sure that the people you're adventuring with are interesting people um because i think you are going on this long adventure with them they're dull and kind of eh, yeah uh, that it's gonna kind of bring it down you're like oh i gotta go hand in the quest and this is kind of kind of be like okay um so one of the things when we were creating characters and i was doing kind of the initial um idealist for all of them is like what are their quirks what are the interesting things that they're doing and i think the designers and the writers were able to take that and then they just kind of ran with it um, zaji who's my favorite character oh in the dlc oh, uh, <laughs> he just like the team took what i gave like a paragraph on and kind of uh pitched it as and they just ran with it and they knocked it out of the ball um and so like that seeing that type of stuff like you know i'm the idea giver in a, in a way I'm, I'm giving people the building blocks and then they're taking it and they're making it their own and, and so that that's probably one of the things i'm most proud of right. um and then the other thing would be grappling hooks Gra oh grappling hook. yeah man uh, they're uh, fun <laughs> absolutely so, I always, uh, so the grappling bows were kind of like when we were doing Merkmire and I was doing quests, there was something. I, I did a area called the Deadwater Tribe. They yeah. would play that. Oh, yeah. called Fire Rocks. Yeah. You threw them. Basically, it was very almost like Pitfall like for anyone who's old enough yeah. to remember what Pitfall is. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> um, and so we did that and we're like, this is kind of fun. This is interesting. And I would go into every meeting. I was like, how can we do better? What about grappling hooks? 
So I'd go into the meeting, and they'd be like, what are we going to do with this quest? I'd be like, what about a grappling hook? And they'd be like, no, no, we're not doing grappling hooks for this one. And then I'd come into the next one, and I'd be like, can we do grappling hooks? And they're like, Jason, no grappling hooks. I'm like, all right. And then they made me a lead. And then I walked into the meeting, and I was like, hey, guys, guess what? Grappling hooks. Batman style. <laughs> oh, my God, I story oh, and, awesome. uh, and thus we were they were born but uh yeah we had we had a lot of fun with them like trying to figure i always remember I, I went to go show my lead at the time and i was like look how cool this is and i hit the plant this was back when we were doing the merkmeyer thing and the vine tongue grabbed me and i started going over and i was like this is fine this is great and i just kept going and going and going <laughs> and i launched about 500 feet in one direction and i was like yeah that's not that's not how it's intended at <laughs> all let me, let, me, let me tweak this and oh that's funny uh but yeah it's just it, it's such a simple thing but it's fun it's just it adds kind of this traversal feel that you, we haven't really had in our game before yeah um so just like it was like yeah i finally got the grappling hook in yeah awesome that's Whee! great um so oh, you know that's that's my personal like little like that thing i'm proud of <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome so having the challenge of wrapping up the season of the dragon you know, this being the first time that Zoss has has really attempted the year-long story. Mm -hmm. Freaking amazing, by the way. What, this being the first time, what challenges in designing something like that? Did I cut out? Hold on. Oh, sorry. Did we lose him? His, Hello? His, his cam shook around. I think we, we got him. Hello? It's shaking. It's shaking. Yeah, sorry, we got sorry. Yeah, I apologize. No, uh, my, no problem. No problem. Bluetooth headset decides to just. No, you're fine, man. It's, <laughs> it's always scams. It's always we the care. freaking scams. Yeah, yeah. We've been there. <laughs> uh, so you were saying, sorry, I, I missed yeah, no, no all problem, of that. No problem. So, so the year-long quest thing is something that Zoss has has just attempted over this past year. Now, my personal opinion is that it's was freaking amazing it gives you that epic long story quest type of thing that i completely crave in mmos and rp but mm -hmm. were there any specific design challenges with doing the year-long quest when it was in development for dragonhold yeah i think the biggest thing for us is how we are going to actually do it right um it's it's not something that we had ever done before so it was like how does this fit into the story do we make the dlc a continuation like a direct continuation do we make it a separate quest line how do we fit that in and we tried a bunch of variations but at the end of the day we were kind of like well we still want people who play the dlc to feel like they're getting a complete story um we want them to you know not feel obligated to have to have purchased the chapter or come in and they're like i have no idea what the hell is going on <laughs> um are like cats yeah. it's like chimeras what and huh and right. um and they're like greetings five claw you know welcome back and you're like i don't know who you are <laughs> uh, yeah so we looked at a, a lot of different things um you know like did we want uh you know, did we want it to be a continuation, um, which we kind of nixed fairly early? Um, and 
you know, how we were going to integrate it into it. So that was probably the biggest challenge. Um, we had a couple ideas where we were like, well, you're going to show up there and Abner Tharn's going to have a quest for you right away. And then he's going to kind of vanish and then come back later and kind of show up in different beats. But then we, we were worried that that was going to actually distract from the story we were trying to tell with the DLC. So that's kind of where we settled on, hey, we're going to do this so that if you do both of the things, you actually unlock a special quest chain afterwards. Right. And then that way you get to know all the characters and, and both the, the chapter and the DLC, and we can bring them together. You're, you're, we know exactly where you are in the story. You're at the beginning, the middle, and then we can give you the ending properly. Um, and that, and just coming to that conclusion and figuring that out and kind of just figuring how are we going to put all these puzzle pieces in place? Um, that was really the biggest challenge. Uh, we knew what we were going to do for the story and kind of how we were going to flesh that out because we've done it so much. Um, it was, but this new piece was like, where do we put this block? You know, what, right. how do we break it apart? Do we keep it together? Um, and that's, you know, the way we ended up doing it, I'm very happy with because I for anyone who has played through it and don't worry we're not going to give any spoilers um anyone who has played through it i think it, it did allow us to give a proper conclusion to the year-long story so we were really happy with how that just all turned out in general it's so funny you say that because it, it's and we talked about this last episode it's just one of those things where i feel like this wrap-up Dragonhold is is shaping up to be you know, I, I think Cash feels the same way, and if I'm and and if, you know if there's if you don't feel that same way, make sure you let me know. But <laughs> Cash, but I don't, you know I will. Yeah, but uh, it just feels like it's so. The story is so well done, like the wrap up with Dragonhold is perfect, because you've got all these intricately laid stories and then it's just like you've got all these layers, right? And so you'll have this big moment of action. It's like watching a epic movie you know unfold before you it's kind of like return of the king with lord of the rings extended with edition. pirates right with pirates and with pirates. with pirates yeah i mean it's just like it's perfectly done and i mean that honestly because it's just you have so many layers in this dlc and it it's really evident that they're there and i really appreciate it and so that being said <laughs> what piece of non-spoiler lore and Dragonhold is your favorite, and why? Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> I know it's like picking your favorite child, but <laughs> non-spoiler lore. He's like non-spoiler oh, lore. Yeah, there's a lot that spoiler territory that I really. Oh but, yeah. Uh, I think the Alfiks Temple, the Canarthi Temple, with all yes. the Alfiks. Um, <laughs> I joked around with it early on. We were trying to figure out what to do, and I was like, let's just put a temple with cats everywhere, and they'll be all off <laughs> and, right. and everyone was like, are you serious? And I was like, yes, let's do this. Um, and then we did it, and they had a place in the story, because uh, Alphique are very like highly magical. Um, and we were like, how can we integrate it? How can we make sure it's not just like, oh, the ha ha ha, it's a funny joke, uh, right. which it is, um, yeah. but, uh, you know, how can we make sure it's integrated into the story and it actually feels like, hey, these these Alphique are important. Um, so, like, there's a lot, as you play through the story, there's a lot of history and lore in that temple and those Alphique become a very important part of the DLC story specifically um, and kind of just their past and what they've done and everything like that. 
Uh, and yeah, just I think that's probably my favorite. There's some stuff later on in the main quest that would be spoilery that I, I really, really love. Um, but I think just from like things we've talked about and shown on ESO Live and just articles and stuff, uh, the outfit just they're hilarious. I'm I'm more of a dog person, but right. I I love the cute little magic cats. Yeah. Um, so that All was that was definitely magic. good. <laughs> they are <Nope>. and evil, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like um, that was one thing that you know elsewhere did exceptionally well. If you did anything, if you if if someone was to nitpick the crap out of elsewhere, if anything, elsewhere showcased the different races. I don't I don't even I know that's not the right word, but you know the different types first of Khajiit. Stocks. Thank you, first stocks. Yeah, first stocks of yeah, Khajiit. Yeah. I mean, like, it's amazing. It's absolutely yeah, amazing. We- we definitely justice. wanted to use more of them uh, in Southern Elsewhere. Like, they, we had them in Northern Elsewhere, but we're like, let's really hone in and, and show a little bit more about these. And uh, that was one of the reasons why we made a lot of the main cast of characters are you have the Centrot with Casca and you have the Doggy Rot with Zaji. Right. Um, fun little fact, uh, Zaji was originally pitched as an Alphique. Really? So just picture that. Oh my um, god. <laughs> <laughs> we went away from that for a lot of reasons. Oh man. Uh, but I remember, yeah, my original pitch was like a cat with an eye patch that I found on the internet somewhere. And I was like, this is Zaji. Isn't he adorable? <laughs> he says, oh my god. Like a, a yeah. Fierce Alfeek pirate captain would, would have been freaking hilarious. Don't get me wrong, I love the direction you took it. Because Zaji is very, very as a character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Incredibly unique as a Khajiit. And I think anybody who knows the game or knows the first stock or knows the lore at all about Khajiit can pick out how unique Zaji is. Oh, yes. And um, and I don't think this is a spoiler because it's like the second quest. Uh, But the fact that Zaji's mom is an Alphik is hilarious right um and you know it's like how does that mom and then she's like no 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 Uh, (laughs) um yeah so yeah it's just yeah we went like i said we went away from it for for a lot of reasons but uh that character just i i adore him and the voice actor uh ben diskin is also the guy who did the auger uh the skull from the city line oh Oh, nice uh he is amazing he gets so into the characters and he just he took what we had with zaji and just knocked out of the park so that's awesome uh, yeah yeah it's not like the auger's not very popular either (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh freaking love yeah they do absolutely so jay we put this out to our discord community this time about submitting some questions and mm-hmm. we would select a couple of them. And so we have a couple people here who wrote in amongst the... There was quite a few actually responded. <laughs> and uh, Jiminy Jojo from our community... Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> right? <laughs> says, why did you leave a bit of empty map between northern and southern elsewhere? What is in that area? And are there any plans... This is probably the part you can speak to. Any plans... To an extent, to allow players to visit there in the future. 
Um, so I will say, I mean, that is just from lore. That's the central Tenmar forest area. There's Torvar and a couple other places. There's there's actually quite a bit of rich history in that, in that area. Right. Um, but one of the things we want to focus on when we were building Southern Elsewhere is this is the story we want to tell. What do we need to tell this story? So we kind of mapped out the area and the way we want it to do everything and what we needed, where we needed to go, um, while making sure that we were going to maintain that kind of quality bar that we had set for ourselves. Right. And so, you know, we are looking at it as a way of what do we absolutely need here? You know, we need this over here, you know, we're going to go up to Black Heights because that's where the, the, and that's part of the kind of the southern edge of Torval Forest. But um, I think it was one of those things that you start going north of that, you know, you possibly start diluting the story, you have more to fill out and things like that. And we really want to hone in on the story we were telling, the content we were making, and what we needed to kind of do, flesh that out and make sure that that was, you know, thick with lore and, and content. And there was just a lot to do with that. Um, so when we built it out, we built it very deliberately that way. And just because we want it to, the content we want to deliver, we want to do it to the best of our abilities. And so that's kind of where we mapped it out, made sure that we were going to fill in that that spot. Uh, as for the, you know, the future, I we never say no, but I think our time with Elsewhere, you know, it's done at, at the moment. And we're really excited about where we're going next. Right. Absolutely. No. He did it again. <laughs> he hinted again. Oh. Guys, it's not very long. I mean, it's it's the end of 2019. 2020 is coming very quickly. And yeah. guess what also comes with 2020? Announcements. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Does it feel like it's, you know, off the cuff? Does it feel like this is, has went very quick for you, the whole season of the Dragon? For you personally? Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely picked up when I switched over to uh, yeah, <laughs> it was like, yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, they're yeah. like, "Hey guys, we're we're getting ready to wrap up," and I was like, "What? Right? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, let me let me let me. Uh, oh shit. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> that that definitely went. It felt like it went by really, really fast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's again. That just it blows my mind how much work we did and how it all came together and just like in the amount of time that we did it i just um i'm like and i, and I say this sincerely like i'm super proud of my team and it's just like the that's work awesome we get on it it's just yeah it's it's awesome i'm like what part's your favorite you know i'm like right. I love everything you know like i yeah. love I, um i used to and this is maybe this says something a little bit about me like when we would release content and i'd, I'd go on and i lurk in, in twitch streams all the time just to see what people are playing because it's the best way to see how, if people like your content right uh, so you go out and you watch them and you're like okay okay that's cool that's cool no just go over there why can't you see that quest marker no um <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but you do that a lot in like when i was just a content designer i would kind of be like okay are they playing my content are they playing my content are they doing my story and I'm like okay i'll watch this a little bit and i'm gonna see that but as a lead you're like Oh, they're in South. They're in Southern Elsewhere. Okay, I'm gonna sit here and watch. I'm gonna watch everything that they do and every right. little piece of content that they play. Um, so yeah, it's like I said, it's it's like proud kind of Papa Bear in a way. You're like you're I'm just very happy with everything that the team delivered, and I'm just I want people to get out there and play it. And I'm super excited about the console launch next week because of that. Oh well, yeah, there's a lot of people playing it. That's for dang sure. And because <laughs> you guys, you guys nailed this one. Not like you nailed the last one. This one has been a lot of fun. Awesome. 
Agreed, 100%. It, man, it's so weird that we've been around since Somerset, Cash. Like, I, you know, I think of when the show launched, and here we are two chapters in. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Unseen Cat asks this question here. Has building a whole season around a zone and related DLCs, as with the Season of the Dragon, been more challenging with lots of things to juggle? Or has it helped the creative process along? I wouldn't say it was more challenging. It was different. Um, when we, I'll use kind of the, the Daedric War storyline that we told over several uh, kind of chapters and releases. Yep. Um, with that, we always, we're like, we're going to tell a very specific story. We're going to have, you know, certain characters, but we're going to weave this little thread throughout each one of them to make sure that they connect um, and try to make it so that if you play them in any order, they still make sense. Right. Um, and But it made us do things, and this is going into spoiler territory, sorry, um, where a good example is we started with Dark Brotherhood, actually, um, with a large plot line if really? the sweet roll killer quest. Yeah. Which was the quest that involved Naryu and Razum Dar coming together. And we started hinting that there was this dark presence. It was the daughter the daughter of Naryu was gonna come along and do something. And she's like, Daughter, I hate kids. You know, why I'm not ever having a kid. What is this? Yeah. Um she's like, it's just some <laughs> stupid prophecy. Uh and we kind of started there with this kind of background thread that we were playing through, and it still kind of made sense no matter where we played it. Um, and then when you went into Morrowind, you, you, um, I, the Balmora quest line, which I was involved with, you find out, oh, the, the daughter is actually uh, her kind of like associate or assistant because Nari is known as the mother of blades. And yep. she goes off the rails. Uh, and then after that, she goes to Somerset and causes all types of chaos. Right. Uh, <laughs> talking <laughs> about uh, the character Vea for anyone who's... Uh, familiar with but what we had to do from a design uh standpoint was if you play the content and the order it is vea when you get to somerset if you have not done more when you go there it's actually a character named tundalwin which is a totally different character but all of her lines still make sense so we had to actually build it kind of like in two different ways uh and that was kind of one of the unique challenges that we had when we we're telling like a story over multiple chapters right uh so we had to kind of juggle that when we were doing those types of things. And with the season of the dragon, it allowed us to focus a lot. We knew we were going to tell a beginning, middle, and an end. And, uh, you know, the middle breaks up a little bit because you play the first part or, or the second part in any order. But we knew this is our clear kind of storyline. These are our beats we're hitting. And we may have thrown a couple nuggets here and there, hinting at other stuff. But right. we it was very focused and we knew exactly what um, for the story so it i think it allowed us to just focus more on the lore of elsewhere the dragons you know the khajiit and just really hone in on that um, right. whereas like before we had to hop back and forth right to be like oh you're doing somerset and now you're in the swamps with Mark. and it's let's like whoa that's a big shift all of a sudden you know we just did <laughs> total 180 uh, but now we're researching you know argonian lore which is strange as hell uh, I love it. It is. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> right. uh, but you know, you had you had to spin really fast and like, okay, I was just doing this thing about Altmer and now I'm, you know, Argonians licking things. Right. All right. 
um, so yeah, so it, it was, uh, you know, it had its own challenges kind of between things. Um, but with this, yeah, I think it allowed us to kind of hone in, focus on the story and hopefully for, like I said, everyone who's played all the way and done the chapter as well, it's a fitting conclusion. You actually feel like you've wrapped up something and it's over ready for next week. Sure. So, right. Yeah, that was that was kind of like I said. So not easier or harder, but just definitely different. Um, and it was exciting though, because it was something that we've never done before. That's awesome. I think it, I think it was something that a lot of people uh, were able to look forward to, as you know, as um, you come into new content being created, where there's a different focus here. You know, there's a dungeon release here, and then there's a chapter here, and. And it's all different things. Although mm -hmm. every single one of them were awesome <laughs> when you take it all and you put it into a year long story. And I've talked about it on our show before. It really does make you feel like you were on that epic quest. You know, like when you flip on Lord of the Rings and Frodo is on this epic quest, the entire <laughs> series. <laughs> it's kind of what you feel like. What's in its pocket? Tomatoes. Oh, <laughs> I feel. Or potatoes. Yeah. With, with, with the whole series, you kind of feel like you know you're going through all of these highs and lows of this epic quest. And I think Dragonhold, even though I haven't finished it yet, has brought that for me in this year-long thing. So it makes it just that much more epic and to hear your perspective on you know the challenges of it and kind of how how you feel about it and how proud you are of your team i think is is really cool to hear <laughs> from a player's perspective and I, that's why you're here so it's pretty Thank cool you. yeah i i am excited to see or hear your thoughts i should say uh finish it up well i think if it, anything we know you know if we if anything was made evident this year, it's that it works. The whole scene of the dragon, it <laughs> works. Long story works for sure. There's no doubt. Absolutely. And cool. you know what? No one else is doing that, that I know of, in the MMO space. No. I mean, it's I, ever has that ever been done? <laughs> Cash, do you know? Can you recall? Let's 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 pull back the years. I Jay, let's go back to EverQuest. Has this ever been done? I don't think it has. Yeah, I mean, EverQuest would release like an expansion a year, so right. I guess that that team put out an amazing amount of content at, at an epic pace. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head where it was a very kind of thematic story based around one theme for the year. Yeah. Um, no, but, World of Warcraft, I think did. I mean, they do like one every two years. Right. Mm -hmm. A new expansion every two years. Um, what's the what's the other one that's popular right now? Black Desert Online doesn't even know, honestly, what the story is. So that's, a, <laughs> that's an issue. Um, oh, there's that. But yeah, like I I don't think this has ever been done. You know, I I don't think to this degree. And I think the way that that it was handled. Um, you know, I said it earlier, but it's all these little things that just add up to so many layers of this whole season of the dragon from the very beginning to when those, and I've got one sitting up here, the notes that were sent out to con, you know, particular <laughs> content creators or letters from Abner Tharn all the way to where we are now. It's just, 
been absolutely amazing and it works that's the cool thing is that it works you know and so i look forward to seeing what happens in the future 100 percent. but um well done man really thank you thank well you. We're, done yeah we're very excited for the future so a absolutely all i could say yeah well you know what you're not gonna get away uh <laughs> from an interview with the lore seekers unscathed because uh we do this with uh, every interviewer every interviewee uh, and that is our rapid fire questions. All right. All right. Let's Speaking do it. Of your future. Even Ritz Lambert answered these questions, but we've kind of tailored them for you. Uh oh. I really oh, want to know who you are. Okay. <sighs> All right. Here's the rules, my friend. <laughs> Here's the rules. Okay. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. They are rapid fire questions. You have no more than seven seconds to answer. Why did I pick seven? Yeah, is I that new? Don't effing know. All right. <laughs> it's a good number. It's a good number. All right. It only took you, seven seconds and then an answer and then Jason. Will... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, so I guess short answers, short answers, you know, <laughs> all right, all right. one to ten words. I guess. Okay. Work. Are you ready? All right. Um, all right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. Favorite adult beverage? Uh, Spiced rum. Ooh, yeah. Nice pick pirates. Gosh, I knew I liked you. <laughs> <laughs> the most fun city you've been able to visit on the job? Uh, I mean, I got to go to Seattle. That's that's about all I've gotten to travels. But hopefully Seattle. many more. Yeah, Rich. You Did you hear that, Rich <laughs> Lambert? <laughs> yeah, all right, good. last game you've played other than ESO? Uh, playing through Bloodborne right now. Oh, well played. Yeah. So All right. Yeah. So yeah. hollow, Jack. All right, <laughs> this one's very important. This is going to determine our friendship. Okay. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. That oh, a boy. Yeah, sorry. You sorry. Oh, yes. Star Wars is literally fantasy in space. You officially have a, a your name engraved in a, ta a seat at this table. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, yeah, sorry. I can't. I can't get into it. I, I've. I enjoy the originals. Next generation, they're okay, but at the end of the day, lightsabers. I love yeah. this man. I love. I this know man. we have a lot of people <laughs> in our community that are Star Trek fans, so I really can't say what I truly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, uh, curled up by a fire, a good book or a good. Uh, gosh. Um. Anything Studio Ghibli, and I love anime, so I like Princess uh, Mononoke, things like that. Um, I just, uh, anything Miyazaki is very warm, and uh, except for Grave of the Fireflies. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, don't, don't even go there. Um, but yeah, yeah, so like uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, My Neighbor Totoro anyone's familiar with that because my daughter absolutely loves it it's just a very there's no plot to it whatsoever right it's just uh, like it's just a cute movie but it's very like i'm just gonna turn on something warm and fuzzy there you go yeah. i like it yeah. so series then you didn't go book you didn't go movie you went series well it, i mean there's a bunch of movies um i say i would say if i book uh gosh uh pfft. Lord of the Rings is always a good one. Oh, I knew it. Yeah, I've, 
Yeah. I, I knew we were besties before we met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've read that so many times. It's been a while since I've actually read it. Um, but yeah, it's always a good go to. I like it. Okay. We're going to move on to latest binge watch on Netflix. Uh, just finished watching a German series called Dark, which is amazing. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's a sci-fi time travel series. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you can watch it. Subtitles are dubbed. Uh, we, we did dubbed, but, um, it breaks your brain. Like you almost have to keep an Excel spreadsheet, uh, <laughs> of like, timelines and stuff but they do it in a way that it's clear like it's not confusing just to be confusing um highly recommend it and also looking forward to uh his dark materials or the golden compass i forget which hbo is calling it uh which i believe comes out next week and the mandalorian um, oh dude wow. right the fact that you said that oh my gosh <laughs> you become best friends yep yeah <laughs> you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Sorry, Jibs. <laughs> oh, man, it's so good. Oh, boy. Oh. Jay, okay. I, I just want to be clear. I feel like our friendship level has just escalated knowing that you're a Star Wars fan <laughs> over Star Trek, so well done, my friend. Well done. He's my new friend. Not yours. Oh. Be everyone's friend. Okay, Everyone moving on here. At least one. <laughs> Best faction in ESO. Oh. Daggerfall. Say it again. Daggerfall. Oh, for <laughs> sake. <laughs> well, there goes the friendship. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, so I worked on Daggerfall more than I did any oh. other faction. So I have a personal connection to it. Okay. Uh, I, you know, so. You get a there's, pass. There's, yeah, there's, there's love there. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So. Everybody in chat's like wrong answer. Yeah, listen, listen. Daggerfall gets you Darian, Lady Lauren and Stibbins, Gabrielle, Jakarn, uh, there's Frandis and his Raven Watch. Like there's a lot of good characters in the Daggerfall Covenant. You know, you really can't argue with that. I mean like there's yeah. you know, that that's solid. And Embrick's not that bad of a guy either. Not that bad of a guy. Really, Jibs? Hey, you chose you what? chose Old Mary Dominion for our guild. I was not a part of that decision. Why don't you <laughs> up? <laughs> How about that? Oh. Right. <laughs> Seriously, that's like talking about politics in the modern world. Oh, isn't that <laughs> funny? Yeah. Oh, our man. blew up. <laughs> Lighting a match. Yeah. Oh, light a match. All right. Yeah. Next one. Uh, favorite video game of all time? Oh. Uh, Baldur's Gate 2. Oh, oh we Buddy, are friends. We are besties. Yeah, Dude, are you excited about the new one? I'm super stoked about it. Like, yes. um, Lorian, I think that's how they pronounce their name. Lorian Studios, yeah. That team did an awesome job with the Divinity series. And yes, so the fact they that they're getting that, um, yeah, like any role-playing game where I can like build a relationship with characters, yeah, uh, and you know, and become friends and go on like character quests and romance and stuff like that. That's that's my jam. Like that's, I'm all about that. So, what, um, right. yeah. What did you think of that trailer? Uh, it was gross, but it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I guess this is Baldur's Gate. Yeah, 
okay, I'm down with this. So, yeah, uh, yeah, they have a formula that works really well. Uh, so, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked for it. Like, I I still need to play Divinity too. Um, I played a little bit about it, a little bit of it, but right. Uh, yeah, yeah, like I. I'm glad they're bringing it back. Uh, I think that team is going to do an awesome job. Um, Absolutely. It, so, yeah, Baldur's Gate yeah. 2 is those games that I like. I can go back and I play it every couple of years, and you're always finding new stuff. It's oh such yeah, a huge game. So, how yeah. about the new, um, the new uh, like compilation? Have you seen that? Uh, sorry, you cut out there for me for a second. A compilation of what? Of all of the Baldur's Gates. They're is all that... coming out on console. Oh yeah, so that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah, aren't they coming to the Switch? Or I forget. I is it so. everything coming to the Switch? To the Switch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. So I played the enhanced editions, um, which I think that might be what they're releasing. I don't know if it's the enhanced versions or not. Um, and they were good. Uh, I just, I like sitting at my computer. Like, I, I like playing certain games, action-adventure games, like Bloodborne and stuff like that. I like sitting on my, my couch and playing on the big TV. But, like, role-playing games where I'm getting really into and stuff like that, or person shooters, I'm PC all the way. Um, right. But, you know, I'm also one of the people that can only play, like, two games at a time. And yeah. I will never, like, if I pick up a game and I put four hours into it, I'm going to play it to completion whether I like it or not. Right. So yeah. right now, Bloodborne is like punching me in the head over and over because that's the type of game that it is. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, I yeah. want to play some low stress. Like I just played the um, uh, Fire Emblem game, which I know T has a lot to say about Fire Emblem in, yeah. in chat. I'm sure she will. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's an awesome game. But there's so much to it. So I was like, I'm gonna take a little break and I'll play something light. So I loaded up Bloodborne, and that was a horrible mistake. Uh, I still don't know if I like it or not. <laughs> I'm like, mistake. I'm like 30 hours into it. I'm like, do I like the game? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like you're 30 hours in at this point. You're just like kind of all in, it's, aren't you? That's that's kind of how I feel. Like I'm in too deep, right? Yeah, like, like you can't look back. Yeah, I can't. Like I'm getting close to the end, and I've gone through so much pain and suffering. I feel like I'm obligated to finish up this. Right? You have a responsibility oh, now, Jay. Yeah, like, yeah. I have I have done this. I have passed these thresholds. I've beat these, like, <laughs> horrific bosses that have taken me, like, three days to complete. And yeah. I don't get a lot of time with a little uh, four-year-old girl running around the house, uh, you know, constantly yeah. playing Paw Patrol. Uh, uh, with Paw her, Patrol so. on a roll, man. I'm right there with <laughs> yeah. you, bro. Apparently. Yeah. So, you know, when I do, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get my, my time. And then I die to the same fight for three hours straight. And I'm like, ah, oh, time for bed. And then oh, I'll wake up and I'm like, I have a new strategy for this. So that's, like that's been... I've slept on yes, it. I yeah. know what to do now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I will have you both know this, and this is this doesn't need to go up for like any massive discussion over how much I suck at games, but I literally played for an entire extra life. This is 24 hours. I played Dark Souls oh for the entire 24 hours. Did and I literally boss? got my kicked in for 24 freaking hours. <laughs> It was gnarly. Did you make it? Yeah. Did you make it past the first boss? That's kind of a dick thing for you to say. Well, you know. <laughs> it is Dark Souls. It is Dark Souls. It, it I mean, just to be clear, you know. Yeah, I made it well past that. Progressed very well into the game, but yeah. I got no one finishing it. Oh, all right. So. They're, they're tough. They're very tough. I, I get the appeal, though, because it does. When you do finally down the boss, you're like, 
yes, that was the greatest thing ever. And yeah. then you walk oh, yeah. down and you get smacked in the face again. You're like, oh, this sucks again. Yeah, I equate that. I equate Dark Souls to Vet Maelstrom, like a lot. <laughs> oh, because yeah. Vet Maelstrom freaking sucks. But now I'm to the point to where I actually enjoy going into Vet Maelstrom. But Dark Souls is kind of the same way. I mean, you can bash your head up up against the wall before you can get through stuff on that. But but don't get me wrong, it is incredible. That game series is very very well done. Yeah, they, they do a good job. And to chat, for those wondering, I played the Blue Lions path in Fire Emblem, and I married Marianne. So for anyone wondering, that was... So <laughs> <laughs> oh. T actually called that out. Good job, T. Okay. <laughs> Next one is completely unrelated to video game. Okay. What's your favorite hot sauce? Oh, uh, favorite hot sauce. So can we do like, so I use Frank's Red Hot. Okay. And a lot. Right. Um, but I actually make my own buffalo sauce. Oh. And Frank's Extra Hot is the base of it. Do you There's like some... bottle this? Is there is there any way I can? You know, I tried. I just don't know how to bottle it because I use a lot of in it too right like a good buffalo sauce okay so yeah, have yeah like a really creamy base yeah and i don't know how to bottle things properly so i did it one time i was like yeah i'm gonna you know bottle this up and give it to my friend and i right. pulled out of the fridge and there's like chunks oh yeah. Of, you know and i was like that's not maybe if you melt it what and happened? i was like all right no yeah, yeah i was what, like we're not gonna give it to him no, I, I think I melted it down and just ate it myself. It wasn't as good, but Oh yeah, you can't have a good you cannot have a good hot buffalo wing sauce without butter. Yeah, no, you it have just, to load it, it doesn't up. Doesn't work. So so yeah, so Frank's I think Frank's red hot extra hot. But I, I have to pull back the family doesn't do the extra hot thing. Even though I have trained Jess to eat more spicy stuff and I'm working on getting my four year old up to that level. So <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, here's a jalapeno. She's currently yeah, at so. uh, level six on the uh, hot sauce skill line. We're working her up to she's, 10. She's doing good. She's doing. She's uh, She had a uh, pretzel day, and she was like, ooh, these are hot, but I like them. And I was like, yes, you are my child. <laughs> a girl. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. <laughs> we're about to. We're, we're, it's about to get serious right now. Oh, we're getting serious. Right. Okay. Yeah, we're All getting right. close to the end, so we're going to have to get serious. I noticed you just put your drink down. Do you need to, do you need to uh, quench up real Nope, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm ready. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Will you put ships and open sea content in ESO? <laughs> you can't ask him that. Yeah, I can. <laughs> My headphones are going out. Oh, oh out. what? I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So to follow up on that answer to that is, uh, will you bring it up at the meeting? Will you bring what? You Set cut up. out. Will you bring it up at the next meeting? Uh, well, Rich is in here, right? Like he can he can jot that down. Hey, He's hey, the man of hey, Rich. Well, that that is answers. such a punt. I love the <laughs> hey, <Rich> Lambert. <laughs> Answer oh, up. Oh, that's funny. All right, last what? last question here. Final question. All right, all right. Where, where the f did the Dwemer go? Thank you. All right, I need you to pretend like you're Todd Howard. Where did I can't, I can't channel those powers? Are you punching? Can't. So you I, so here my, we are. My, my cam would explode uh. in a flash of white, and then everything would melt, and your answer oh would be somewhere God. in there. Don't, well, wait a minute! Don't you have God Howard on speed dial? 
I can't say I know him on a uh, you know close personal basis. I run into him at holiday parties. <laughs> Very nice guy. Uh, you know, I, I've met him when he's come to the studio and talked to him. Yes, but um, yeah, I. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, Wait, want to talk about spicy talk. food? <laughs> you got to talk. Yeah, he was actually uh, in line uh, the last holiday party that we kind of had like a joint party together with the, the folks down there. Uh, I sat and like got drinks with him while we were waiting in line um, for, I forget what, but that's yeah, awesome. we were both just drinking, talking. Yeah, very nice guy. That's very fun. Nice guy. That's was it time. like talking to Stendar? I wonder. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> hey, I, I had a couple drinks, so I can't remember much of it. But. <laughs> <laughs> I am tasking, I'm tasking Ritz Lambert with contacting God Howard about. Oh. <laughs> oh, my friend. Well, Jay, I'll be honest with you. I don't want this show to end because I have waited so freaking long <laughs> right? to finally have you here. And uh, so, seriously, thank you for all the, the fun things you said and the cool things you said about Lore Seekers. But just just being here, it's been so much fun, man. No, thank you so much for having me and just I've been wanting to come on here. I'd like I said, I'm, you know, you guys do an awesome job, but I'm also just a fan uh, of the show itself. And so being able to come on here is like super exciting for me. It's something that I was like, man, I'd love to get on that show one day. I just have to get enough power to do so. <laughs> wow. As far as I'm concerned, you always have a seat at this table. You just, yeah. in the words of Doc Holliday, say win. That's all I gotta say, man. Awesome. Say well, thank you guys. One of these days so in person, yes. we'll buy you drinks. Yes. Yes. I would love that. That, yeah. that would be awesome. That would so be. Maybe, maybe it'll be have an opportunity in the future. That so. would be amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, wow. Uh, I really don't want this to end. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> so much for listening. This was the Lore Seekers podcast, and we hope that you had a kick-ass time here at the show. And if you did, we want to hear from you. No matter what you're listening or how you're listening to this show, um, leave us a review. For every five-star review that we get on iTunes, we give you a shout-out on this show. Now, you can always call us, 765-382-6961. You can also email us, which so many of you do every week and consistently since we started uh, Lord Secrets Podcast at gmail.com. Now, if you're looking to join a community of fellow Elder Scrolls fans from across the globe. We are global. We have Seekers everywhere. It's a stupid amount of people. Uh, LoreSeekersPodcast.com forward slash guild. Download Discord and you can join our Discord server by typing slash apply. You can find this podcast wherever podcasts are free. We don't charge for any of our content. Everything 100% free. You can uh, see even see uh, you can see even more content at LoreSeekersPodcast.com or YouTube.com forward slash Lord Seekers Cash. You can find Jibs on Twitter at Jibsire Cash on Twitter at Lore Seeker Cash and the cash is with a K. You can find our brand new third host of the show, Jay <laughs> Barnes at Beautiful. Don't you Jay toy with me. Don't you toy with me. I said this months ago. I'd love to have barbecues with this guy. I guess this, oh, yeah. this guy's Friggin' family. Everybody loves me. Everybody Most loves importantly, 
You can follow our show on Twitter at Lore Seekers Cast. You can uh, find us on Instagram at Lore Seekers and right here at our home on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Lore Seekers Podcast. Friends, we thank you so much for listening. We hope you had a great time. Um, wow. What an episode. Everyone, have a great weekend. Be safe. Be awesome to one another. And buy that person that cup of coffee behind you in the drive-thru. We love you. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Dilly dilly. <laughs>